Hey, hello everyone. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Thank you guys so much for listening to the audio podcast. If you are able to, make sure you go over and watch us live at iFlyParamotors.com. That forwards over to my YouTube channel. And every Monday night, we have a live show. We get a guest. Tonight's guest is Chris Wheeler. And if you don't know him, we have actually had him on the show. I think it was episode 31 a long time ago, a couple years ago. And they've been doing a lot of cool stuff over at Paraswag USA. And they got some really cool things in the mix. So this is going to be a great episode. Uh, one of the cool things that Chris is going to be talking about is going over to Colombia, staying in his resort, the Paraswag USA. I don't know if, if it's all connected or not. But he's got a resort. You just bring a wing, bring yourself, go over to Columbia, which tickets right now are less than 500 bucks. And he hooks you up with free flying. If you've never free flown before, they actually can train you to free fly. If you just want a motor and you're a paramotor pilot, they provide the, the gear for you to go out and fly. How awesome and amazing is that? So I will be going to... Bad Apples this year, which is only in a couple of weeks, cannot believe it's May of 2022 already. I mean, where's the time gone? And uh, I will be going to Bad Apples, which is in a week and or less than two weeks, a week and some change right now. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. Are you going to be going to Bad Apples? If you are, we're going to be giving away a bunch of really cool stuff. I got the 3D printers over here. We're going to be printing out some cool 3D printer stuff. Uh, all about paramotors. We got uh, a bunch of other things that we're going to be giving away also over at Bad Apples. So make sure you find me. If you want to uh, text me, my phone number, my personal phone number is 501-747-3558. Um, I'll say again in just a moment. Uh, just text me and say, hey, this is whoever you are. And uh, I'll send you some stickers if you want. So you don't have to be present for the live show to win stuff. Just text me at 501-747-3558. Let me know your name and your mailing address and I'll send you out some stickers. If you're going to be at Bad Apples or if you just want to talk about paramotors, I'm all about talking about paramotors. As you know, I mean, look how long I yappity yap about paramotors. Yeah, that's I think I think that's why I got a podcast because I love to talk about paramotors so much. And also, you know, quitting the job. So now all I do 24-7, especially sun up to sun down, seven days a week is just talking about paramotors, training paramotors, going out, doing cross countries, doing some cool stuff like we're printing out, 3D printing out some uh, throttles. We got some strobes that we're working on, uh, some lighting systems that we're working on also. And the cool thing is, is we're actually going to be building or we're kind of in the process of building 3D printed paramotors. I know, right? How the hell do you 3D print a paramotor? Well, we've been working on it and it's been a little bit more difficult than I thought. Um, anyways, if you want to go to Columbia, get up with Chris Wheeler. He'll be talking about that uh, later on in the show. And uh, from what I remember, it's like $500 or less for the flight. Uh, they'll have a porter over there that'll basically take care of you for the week that you're there. Uh, and they say, you know, just give them like 200 bucks and uh, 200 bucks for the room. So less than a thousand bucks, you can go out of the country 
go someplace and fly in some exotic areas and being and be completely taken care of by uh, people that know how to fly and free fly and paramotor. And if you want to learn how to paramotor, or I think I don't know if they learn how to teach how to paramotor. If you want to learn how to free fly, they'll teach how to free fly. I'm not sure about the paramotor. I will have to ask Chris and figure that one out. But anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're going to be uh, training up until we leave, which will be f- Wednesday, right before Bad Apples. And I'll be at Bad Apples on the 12th of May. So make sure you look for my flags. I'll have two flags, the Clear Prop TV flag and a PPG Grandpa paramotor flag that will be flying on my car. And I would like for you, if you want to sign my ClearProp TV flag that I have. Matter of fact, please come over and see me and tell me, hey, I heard that you have the flag. I want to go ahead and sign the flag and I will definitely pull the flag down, sign your name uh, and be part of the ClearProp TV signature on the flag. I don't know how, I don't know what else to call it, but it's going to be really cool. You got my phone number, 501-747-3558. Definitely give me a, a text. Let me know who you are, and let's talk about paramotors. Anyways, without further ado, this is Season 3, Episode 120 with Chris Wheeler on ClearProp TV, PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, and paratalk.org. Matter of fact, do me a favor. Uh, the next time you go over to Audible or um, um, Am- not Amazon, is it Amazon? Yeah, yeah, Amazon. Search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, and it'll come on there. I mean, we got it on 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 uh, um, Amazon. Um, we also got it on Amazon Prime Music, so you can actually listen to us on on the music podcast. It's just awesome. And, but, but once again, thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all. And uh, here we go with episode 120 with Chris Wheeler. Let's see what that says. Club the cop says, what happened to the perm? Oh, I got the perm. I just took a shower and I slicked it back. Uh, Jennifer says, LOL, you took my line. Howdy, y'all. Yes. Um, Bill H is in the house. Jim. Uh, Jennifer, thank you very much for joining us. Bill H is in the house too. All right. So we are ready to rock and roll. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, today we are going to be talking with Chris Wheeler. If you don't know, he was on our show, uh, back in September 2nd of 2020 on episode 31. So 20, was that our first year or was 2019 our first year of doing this? I don't remember. But we've already have over 25,000 downloads on our show, which you can go to paratalk.org or you can just see us here, our pretty faces on ClearProp TV. And of course, just search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Um, we got a bunch of other people that just jumped, jumped on. So Daniel Roosh, welcome. Uh, Goldie Thiel, I think I said that right. Travis D is in the house also. Thank you very much for joining us. And I think I even said hello to Kelby Cox, right? I hope I did. Uh, anyway, welcome everybody. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. You can always find me at iFlyParamotors.com. Uh, let, let's uh, introduce the panel real quick. We got Paramom USA, our very own Linda Anderson. Welcome, Linda. How you doing, girl? Hi, good. I love my Mondays to hang with everybody. Welcome, welcome. And, Glad you uh, made it. Me too. 
thank you, Chris, for joining us. And Mr. Jim, um, we're going to have an awesome evening. So um, anybody in the chat, you got any questions, just throw it out there because we're here for you and everything. And thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have a really good evening tonight with y'all. So thank you. I, I forgot my pom-pom. <gasps> what? I know. Who, who, I know. who are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I, 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 you know, I, I never forget anything, so I don't know what happened. It's I, all right. Um, just just flip your hair up and down. That, that'll be your pom-poms, right? There you <laughs> yeah, go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Miss Linda, for joining well, us. Um, if you want to be on our shows, uh, just get up with Linda Anderson. If you go to paramomusa.com, it does forward over to her Facebook page. Just PM her and say, yo, I want to be on PPG Greppa's Bear Motor Podcast, right. y'all. PM me, yo. Okay. Yo. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, the, for being on the show. We also got Jim from Canada, CarePPG or CarePG.com. He's our, uh, our our maple syrup money guy. <laughs> What's up, Jim? Glad you can make it, buddy. Things are going good. It's nice to be here. Just made it, it by the skin of my teeth. You did, you did. I'm so glad that you did. Uh, if anybody has any questions for Chris later on in the show, please uh, say hi to Jim in the chat and direct your questions to him. That way he can uh, let us know that you guys are asking questions because I can't see in this particular view. I got to like leave and come back and it's it's horrible. But thank you very much, Jim, for, for joining us. And uh, we'll talk more about your maple syrup money and your care pg and your care no your care pp and your care pbg right on we'll get there just so many dot coms but it's not about you it's not about linda not about me tonight it's all about my dog is choking <laughs> chris wheeler welcome to the show buddy it's been a while since uh since we chatted on the podcast man yeah sean's good to be back thanks for having me i appreciate it Absolutely. It looks like you got some suns. You've been flying for a while, it looks like. Yeah, we've had a crazy spring. Um, we we literally have gone more than 30 days in a row with no flying. So last two nights here, we've been able to fly. So I've been taking full advantage of it. So yeah, it's Absolutely. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, for those of you out there that don't know Chris, Chris, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, sure. your company, and how you jumped into paramotoring, it'd be great to to get people to um, to remember all that. If you don't, go back to episode thirty one and listen to that whole thing. It's great. <laughs> then come back to this one. Uh, so I got into paramotoring um, through. Uh, videos, you know, like most people just, you know, I saw a video of it and I was like, oh, I got to do that. Um, the, I started off hang gliding and then I went into just general aviation, you know, my PPL and now um, paramotors and, and now I'm actually starting free flight as well. So um, I'm hopping back and forth between here and Columbia and doing some free flight lessons and tandem lessons and things like that. So uh, just to be a better pilot, you know, that's kind of my thing. Um, I guess that's about it. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about your company. Which one? Uh, so I have a few. Um, software is generally how I pay the bills and put bread on the table. So I have a software company and uh, also do some systems management, uh, you know, computer, IT, nerdy stuff. Um, 
I partnered up with Mark George um, at uh, Paraswag USA, so uh, which we import and retail uh, paramotor things, uh, actually pretty much anything and everything you need as far as paramotor gear goes. So getting ready to um, do a few things in Colombia as well, as far as manufacturing, I'm opening a manufacturing company there. Um, experimenting in the restaurant world, I might be opening some restaurants there and um, some exciting news. I'm actually starting to do tours there as well. So, I mean, this is epic. This is like, we're talking flying over the Caribbean over national parks that the rest of the, even the, the, the citizens can't go in and we have the rights to fly over it. So we've already locked down a resort that's uh, gonna be uh, housing everybody while we're there. So the idea is this, you just show up at the airport with your wing. You don't even need to bring clothes. You don't need to bring toiletries. You just show up with your wing. Somebody is hired for you and they will take care of all your toiletries, all your clothes. You'll have a fresh new pair of clothes every single day. And then when you're ready to go back home, you just take the clothes that you came in on and, and your wing and that's it. So um, Ruben is who I'm, I'm doing this with, Ruben. This has been Ruben's dream for over 20 years. Um, and th those of you guys that don't know Ruben Fly, Ruben Fly is literally the grandfather of paragliding in South America. He's he does tours in Brazil and Costa Rica and Colombia and everywhere. And he's based out of Colombia and he does a lot of free flight and a lot of motor. People come from all over the world to learn how to fly from Ruben. Um, so you name the paraglider um, and they've, uh, you know, the paraglider acrobat guy or, you know, somebody famous in that paragliding world. And they probably know Ruben or probably have gotten lessons from Ruben at some point. So um, so Ruben and I have kind of hooked up to try to get the tours going. And so I'll be heading out there. I think this week, uh, I'll be heading out there again to go meet with Ruben and just kind of get some footage of where everything that he's going to be flying from and that kind of thing. So that's my latest exciting venture is kind of, you know, make it, uh, a very, uh, inexpensive, um, but very well valued, um, tour of Colombia, right? So if you want to do free flight, we're going to be doing it um, from several different locations. Colombia is like Brazil, it's a mecca for free flight paragliding. Um, but if you just want to do motor, then we all meet at uh, Cartagena. And uh, Cartagena is right on the um, Caribbean, right on the ocean. And there's a bunch of national parks right there, crystal clear beaches. Um, and so basically we'll just be flying out of Cartagena um, on different excursions throughout the day. And it's one of those places where, you know, you can fly throughout the entire day. So you're gonna get a good, you know, eight hours at least of flying. You know, you're gonna be landing several times to, to refuel and set. So it's gonna be kind of, kind of a, a, an awesome adventure if you're up for it. So I'm hoping that people will choose wow. to do both free flight and motor, you know? Even if you've never gone free flight before, I think it's definitely something you should try. And that's the place to do it because you have such such awesome um, people around you that can support you or, or tandem rides or anything like that. So now I'm just trying to get it to a cost that's um, that's very reasonable and, and try to put some people in Colombia, um, put them to work, you know, as far as concierge and things like that go. So, yeah. That 
is so incredibly awesome. Yeah. I yeah. mean, wow. To be able see, that's one of the things that I've always had a, a in issue with is leaving the United States because it's like, how do I travel? You know, once I get there, how do I go there? Where are the, you know, where are the places to fly? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know these things because, you know, I mean, I know that I can go anywhere in the United States. I can pull over on the shoulder and go fly if I want to, you know, as long as I'm in the right airspace. Yeah. But, you know, going to Columbia, that sounds really awesome. So I assume that we'd bring our you know, our, our wing and uh, take a flight there, land, and then you take care of everything until we return back home. You will have a concierge that's assigned to you, right? Okay. That person is responsible for everything you need. You need a pack of cigarettes, they go to the market and they get it. You need a shave or a shaver, you need toothpaste, you need underwear, you need t-shirts or whatever. They're gonna have your clothes already set out for you, all your toiletries and everything. But if you need anything else, they're going to go to the market for you. So you, all you need to do is just focus on catching up some sun, just the awesome views, flying around if you want, that kind of thing. So you don't have to worry about any of the worldly necessities. You just kind of can just enjoy your time. And that way it gives that person um, a job, you know, um, which is extremely needed in that part of the world. Um, but it also allows you to be freed up and not have to worry about the necessities of travel like is my bag going to show up yada 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 you're just carrying your wing just carry it on board with you and and when you get off the plane we're ready to fly that is oh, awesome yeah. do we have any um questions uh jim or anything in the chat yeah there's questions in the chat and there's but i've got questions about this subject <laughs> first Go for it, Go for okay it, so is this going to be like all year round or is it seasonal no, it's all year round because it's on the equator. So the seasons, right, the seasons really don't matter. Medellin is probably the farthest you'll go away from the equator. And that city is named um, the city of perpetual spring. Not joking. It's always in the mid 70s there all year round. doesn't matter what time. So, yeah. And it's up in the mountains. It's beautiful. What about like a rainy season? So the rainy season is there, but it's even during the non-rainy seasons, you're still going to get rain every day or just about every day, but it only lasts for like a half an hour to an hour and then it's dried up. So yeah, even, even in the dry season, it's raining because it's jungle. So it's, you know, it's raining. <laughs> that is really yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, real, real quick. Um, is there like a certain amount of time that we uh, can go there? Or can we go there for like a week, two weeks, uh, a month? I mean, it's, it's up to us how long we want to stay there. Is that correct? No, I mean, it's, it's really up to Ruben and the staff. Um, okay. I'm still trying to finalize all the details. We just finalized the resort and getting, getting permission to use the resort. We also, and when I say the resort, we're actually taking over it, right? It's a very small resort, but we want it very exclusive to where it's just paramotor pilots and that's it. No, no the public is there. We also got uh, use of a house that's in the middle of the ocean. Like you, you got to take a boat to the house. It's it's far out, um, but the the tides are so uh, or the the water is so low that it's a. Uh, you'd have to see it. Um, once you see it, you'll understand. And that's kind of just a rest area. It's not where we'll sleep or anything. But we got use of that as well, so we could fly to this little private island, have a good time, and then fly back type of thing. Um, so we're just trying to figure out the logistics as, as far as um, space and that kind of thing and how many people we can actually accommodate. So 
that's where it gets a little bit expensive for us because you know if we have four people coming in that means we've got to have six full complete gear ready to go right so because you know something's bound to happen somebody's going to butt land or something bend a frame or whatever so we've got to have for every four people we've got to have an extra two units ready to go you know just in case somebody somebody takes out something so um so we're tr still trying to get the logistics of it and how many days we think it's going to be somewhere between four and six days so oh that's going to be really cool that is yeah. really awesome yeah so there was a, a question about this particular thing is free let free flight experience required no um so the good thing is 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 people actually go to this guy just to get trained Every single instructor in Colombia has probably been trained by Ruben at some point, right? He's, he's literally like, it's hard to explain, but Colombia and Brazil and that whole area is kind of like a, um, a cartel of paragliders, right? So everybody knows everybody, everybody works with everybody. So, and your instructors and your trainers are so, so good there. I mean, they're the best, really. They are, they are so good that you will, you will be evaluated and you can just like, look, it, it's at your pace. If you want to learn how to paraglide, great. If you don't even want to touch a paraglider, you just want to be motoring, great. Stay in Cartagena. If you want to learn paragliding too, we'll have flights be between Cartagena and Medellin. So you can go and experience free flight as well. Um, it's a great place to learn free flight because the area is extremely vast. The thermals that are come that come up are not violent. Um, they're very mild just because of the area, and they know where they are. So there's there's always a place they'll tell you, okay, if you go here, you're definitely going to get a thermal. And you can see as you stand on the hill and watch everybody fly that they go from thermal to thermal, and they're known where they are. So it's a great place to learn. But if free flight's not your thing and you just want to motor, then that's up to you too. So we're so still working out the we're still working out all the logistics and what we're going to offer, but it's going to be something around there. If anybody has suggestions, we're totally up for it too. So, is there a website that we can check out and find out about this stuff? Nope, not yet. We're still we're probably still probably five or six months away from allowing people to come in and actually do this. There's a lot of setup that needs to be done still. So. Awesome. Are you going to um, have like a, a fly in over there once a year that people just come all over <laughs> and, you know, like, like, you know, bad apples is coming up. Um, so, so the beach that we have, so we've, we've got an entire beach and the beach is very, very uh, long. When, when I say long, I mean, from the, from where the foliage stops to where the ocean starts is extremely long. It's almost like a, San Luis Beach in Galveston, if anybody's been down there, where, where um, Fabrizio trains, right? It's like extremely long and, and wide beach. Um, we could have a fly in there. I don't, I don't know if you would get the draw though, because um, I don't know how many people would go overseas just for a fly in versus having the experience by themselves. You know what I mean? So when you're a small group, it's more like a vacation of fly-ins Flying is kind of stressful, you know, because there's just so many pilots in the air and it's great for, you know, chatter and talking and, and stuff like that. But it's fly-ins are never great for flying because there's just, it's like a beehive, you know, at least that's what I think anyway. So uh, speaking of beehives, the biggest one in the country is coming up. 
what next weekend the weekend following something, something like that bad apples yeah are you going to go to bad apples matter of fact bill h asked um are you going to go to bad apples yeah i'll be there i'll be there sweet there you go bill h we got another question too what socks do you have on <laughs> it's, uh, let's see i don't know if i can reach my leg up so they're uh, orange and diamonds or triangles. <laughs> who, who asked that, Jim? That was asked by Mr. Eric, PPG leader. I wonder <laughs> if there's a uh, uh, something behind that that we don't know about. Why, why do you have socks? All different types of socks, Chris. I don't know. I, I mean, it kind of started off where I got a few, you know, silly pairs of socks and then I just kind of liked them and I took pictures of them. And I noticed that nobody else, everybody else is taking pictures of their shoes when they fly. And I'm like, I'm going to just take pictures of socks. And so I started posting them and then it just became my thing. And now it's like, now it's like I have, you know, hundreds of pairs of these crazy socks and that's, I don't know. Every time I fly, I just make sure that I have a pair of socks on. I've never taken a picture of, so I can just post it. So okay. I don't know. It just kind of, it kind of naturally came. I'm not sure. It wasn't planned. Interesting. Uh, Travis D in the chat asked everybody in the chat in case you didn't uh, read it. He said, who's all going to bad apples. So if you're going to bad apples, make sure you say, yes, I'm going to bad apples in the chat. Um, I'm going, Chris is going. Jim's not going. Mm. Linda, are you going to? No, Linda's not going. So uh, the dog is joking and the grandpa's going so far right here. So let us know if uh, you're going to be going uh, to Bad Apples. I really can't wait. How many days is it? It's like a week and some change, right? I mean, it's just right around the corner. Or is it two uh, weeks and change? I don't know. I think it's like the 12th or 12th through 16th or something yeah. right around there. It's it's. I don't think it's this weekend. I think it's the next one. Yeah. Okay, so just shy of two weeks. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Uh, any other questions that I missed in the uh, chat, Mr. Jim? No, not at the moment. Um, okay, because I'm scrolling through and I'm looking to, it's like, uh, where's Will Fly? Will Fly said he won't be able to make it. I think he's out flying or having a good time. Um, thumbs up. Thank you very much, Eric, for thumbs up. Kelby Cox. Thumbs up. Mark McElroy from Paralife PPG, the other uh, PPG, the other Nick, John Wayne. Uh, he helped support the show. Jen C is in the chat too. Nick Griffith is in the chat. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. If you have any questions for my dog is joking, Chris Wheeler, make sure you say something in the chat. Uh, tag uh, Jim so he can see that you've asked a question. But um, I'm really impressed. I think this is pretty cool. I mean, I want to go. I mean, I, I want to leave the United States, go someplace and fly. That sounds tremendous. And you said that you went six months, five, six months away from actually. Yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to go, if somebody wants to go now, I'll take you. It's not going to cost you anything. Just pay for your flight and then just pay for somebody while you're there. What I mean by pay for somebody is um, take a few hundred dollars with you just so you can provide somebody some work while they're there. Right. My whole, my whole reason for, for this is, is twofold. One is that um, I really love putting families to work. And this is one of those areas where like the people have worked so hard to clean up their country and it's so hard to, to provide a, um, a better atmosphere for a tourist, right? Because for, you know, 
decades, it was not a place you'd want to go. And so now it's so clean and so safe and so wonderful, but their economy is horrible. And then you had Venezuela, which crashed, right? And so a lot of the Venezuelans are coming in now, which puts another big stress on their economy. So um, if somebody wants to go, I'd be happy to take you. Just it's the, the cost of the plane trip is, is less than $500 round trip from what? Dallas or Miami. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's cheaper to fly to Columbia than it is to LA half the time, right? It's a very cheap flight. It's uh it's a long flight. It's about five hours, six hours from Miami or Dallas or Houston, wherever you're popping out of. I think they fly. Yeah. It comes out of Atlanta, Miami, Dallas, and Houston is the only places that I, I don't know if you can catch a flight from LA there, but anyway, yeah, it's less than 500 bucks. As long as you have like two weeks notice, um, it's like a five to six hour flight. Once you're there, you're just like life just slows down and you're just totally happy. So what you do is I'll have a person and just pay him a few hundred dollars, right? Average salary there for a month is $375 a month, right? So give somebody a couple hundred bucks, you know, for five or six days just to like buy stuff for you. And that guy's super happy, right? Um, and, you know, they'll taxi you around, they'll take you wherever you go, but I'll be your concierge if you want, just want to go with me. So, and I'll, I'll be happy to show you like, um, and meet everybody. You'll, you'll meet pilots that the skill level is so high. You're just like amazed, but I'll take you to all the flying sites and we'll just have a great time. So uh, once we start, once we start doing this for like tours though, it'll kind of be a bit more organized than what it is now. So I'm just, I just want to get people's brains thinking about this as far as a holiday goes. So if you have a long weekend, if you know, four or five day weekend, it's a great holiday. It's a great place to fly and, and it's, you'll never forget it. That's for sure. That is so awesome. Um, Nick Griffith uh, donated five bucks, said everyone pray for Sutherland. Apparently James might've had an accident. Oh, really? I didn't hear about that. It just said she, that James had an accident. James oh, no. is, um, I think the Charlie Soap guy, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't I that James so. Sutherland? I think I think so. Yeah. But oh, he's a great guy. I've he's been, a great I've been guy. known to to be wrong and then I realize I'm right. Um no, um uh Nick, if you can text me and let me know what's going on. I didn't I, I didn't know anything about that. Um that's awful. Yeah. Um and thank you, Nick. Uh five bucks. Um that's that's getting me close to be able to go to where's this? Brazil? Where am I going? Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it a clear prop PV trip? Oh, <gasps> we there could do that. There you know, you if it's 500 bucks and 200 bucks for the dude, all you'd bring is your yourself and your wing. That's 700 bucks. Yeah. Your, your, your nightly stay is probably 40 bucks. But believe me, with that 40 bucks, you're staying in a very, very nice place. So, yeah. So, um, all together, a uh, thousand bucks would be 500 bucks to fly there, mm -hmm. 200 bucks for the guy, a couple hundred bucks to stay there, yeah. buy your trinkets and stuff. And it's like a thousand bucks to go on a trip. And I, I, this sounds amazing. I mean, yeah. I, it's, yeah, it, it's really cheaper. it sounds yeah. like it's cheaper to do this than it is to go on cruises. And I love going on cruises. I have never been on a cruise, but uh, I, I heard you can't fly from the boat. So I'd much do, rather do this. 
<laughs> I saw in the chat it says, yes, Mr. Silk, no detail yet. Think it's a broken leg. Oh, no. Oh, bummer. Bummer. No, yeah. that's not good. I, I hate hearing people, you know, getting hurt um in in this in this field um you know that's uh that's something that um is kind of something that really bothers me about the paramotor paramotoring community is that everybody is um hyper safe hyper safe mm -hmm. doesn't make for good pilots you know this has nothing to do with james sutherland i know that guy's a great pilot great guy too uh, i think he's on a He's, he's on a trike now too. In fact, I just, I think he got a brand new trike fairly recently. Yeah. We just had him on the show not too long ago. Um, so that's but so what, what I'm, what I've seen in this community is that um, people get into a B wing and then they don't graduate from that and they stay in their B wing and they stay in their lane. And I think that's okay for, for, a time, but I don't think that's okay long term because if you're not continuing to to develop your skills in this, there's going to be a time when you need those skills and you're not going to have it, right? So, so, so when you're saying this, you're saying it's okay to jump to a B wing, but continue to fly. Don't take like three months off and then try to buy, try your B wing again. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that I'm saying that too few people go out of the B wing and start getting into a little more advanced wings. And immediately when I say that, people think, "Oh, acro." That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about moving your skill level up and up and up, continuing to move your skill level up and up. People get comfortable in these uh, in these flying conditions where where everything's stable, only fly B wings this is all we do and they don't develop their skills, right? I've learned how to launch, I've learned how to land, I'm good and I'm just gonna cruise, right? And it's those, and it's that kind of mindset I think is the most dangerous because if you're not continuing to improve, you're going to need it at some time, those skills that you don't have because there's always gonna be something that comes up. Does that make sense, Sir Sean? Yeah, like um, like um, like taking like a, taking SIV courses and continue to learn and going back to your instructor and learning more and more, getting more advanced as far as learning, not really jumping from A to B and C, but just learning and getting uh, more skill out of yourself, right? Yeah, and I'm not, gosh, I am I'm not going to be popular when I say this, but I'm not a big fan of SIV being your your skill level training, right? What would you, what would you, um, I think SIV, I think SIV is great. I think everybody mm -hmm. needs to take an SIV course, yes. but I wouldn't consider that being your skill training. Okay. No, that's your, that's your, oh crap, something happened training, right? That's all that is really. It's like, it's okay. If I get into a crazy incident and I just happen to have a, enough altitude, this is what, this is something that I'm going to learn. Right. And most people go to SIV training and they learn stuff like SATs or something. They're not, you know, or stalls, you know what I mean? They're not, it's, I think SIV training is a bit hyped considering what it is, right? I think, um, I, I think that it's, it's a great idea. I think everybody should do SIV training, but I don't think it's, it's in lieu of the pilot 2.0. You're, your instructor or going to another instructor, right? And just saying, look, 
I've had 150 hours. I have, you know, how many ever hours you have and just saying, bring me to that next level. That right there is going to do so much more for you than an SIV. Because mm -hmm. most people that I see taking SIVs, they're going to do a SAT once in their life. They're going to do it in the SIV, but they're not going to do it again. Or they're going to do full stalls in the SIV, but they're never going to do it again. Great, you learn that, but it's not something that's learned in the brain because you don't practice, you don't do this time and time again. So when I'm talking about increasing the skill level, I'm talking about pilot 2.0, not um, once every five years I do this SIV course. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I try to do an SIV uh, every year. And every time I change wings or get a new wing, I try to go to an SIV just so I know the dynamics of my wing and, you know, what it can do and what it can't do, which is interesting because when I, my first one, I went to uh, on the Roadster 3. I did all sorts of different things. I understood the wing. When I went there with my Gen Vantage and did the same thing, it acted totally different. I mean, mm -hmm. completely different. Thank God I was on an SIV because it scared the crap out of me. You know, and then, you know, a different wing, you, you do different things. They're all 28 meters, uh, 28 meter wings, and they all perform differently. And I'm really glad that I've gone to these different SIV courses. Not pretty much. I mean, I don't I don't do sats. I don't do barrel rolls and stuff like that. To me, the SIV course is strictly understanding what the wing's going to do uh, in case there's an incident. And uh, if, if it if it does collapse. All right. Do I have enough altitude to try to open it up or do I just throw a reserve? And also, too, I threw a reserve at an SIV course just so I could feel what it feels like to come down on a reserve. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, to me personally, an SIV is continuing to up my game every year. Uh, and I don't go there to, to just do acro. So um, I, I do like what you're saying, though, as far as SIV courses, don't go to an SIV just to do wing overs or just to do a SAT, you know, go there to understand your wing. And then of course, like you said, go to other instructors or go back to your instructors and say, bring me to the next level. I've already yeah, done yeah. 100 hours yeah, or 200 hours. So there's many different ways of upping your game. I, yeah. I totally agree. Um, people in the chat, what do you think? What would you do to help up your game? Uh, let us know in the chat and uh, Jim take, uh, you know, uh, take note and see if there's anything that we want to talk about uh, as far as the people in the chat talking about how to up their game. But dude, uh, up in your game is definitely the way to go. Uh, what have you done? Now you've been doing this for three years. I'm at two and a half. I'll be three uh, come December. Okay. Uh, I recently started uh, tandem, right? Um, right? And I've been, uh, and so now, um, now I'm actually just in the middle of, of testing out uh, a lot more wings. So I just picked up a warp, uh, picked it up fairly cheap because you know the warp two's coming out. So, um, and I, and I uh, Santa Croce just sent me a carve to check out too. So I've been flying that a bit, oh, holy crap. Awesome, awesome, awesome wing. But uh, I don't know where Jen is going. So I don't know if there's a carve two coming out, but let me tell you, I, I know now why that wing is so popular and so good. Uh, can can you tell us, can you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, you know, I mean, I know that you test a lot of wings. You are mm -hmm. very knowledgeable. Guys, if you want to know what a wing feels like or what it does, get up with Chris Wheeler. My dog is choking. Uh, PM and ask him. He probably has either owned it or flown it. 
Well, that and I study like all of the manufacturing parts of a wing before I fly it too. So Jen has a, there's some good things I like about Jen. Jen um, typically uses a thicker material than other, um, than other um, wing manufacturers, especially on the underside of the wing. Typically what you see is you'll see um, a Porcher fabric, like a, you know, a Porcher 31 or something like that on the upper, but then you'll see a Porcher 27 on the bottom. Jen doesn't do this. They typically stick with a thicker bottom as, as well as top. Real, um, real quick, Portrait. Okay. Can you tell us about that Portrait thing real quick? Port, okay, so Portrait is a manufacturer of uh, ripstop fabric, right? So there's Domenico and then there's Portrait. Portrait is a French company. More Portrait is used than Domenico. Um, Domenico is out of uh, South Korea, just so you know. There's also a new one coming out of China. If anybody's tested out those Da Vinci wings, right? Da Vinci now uses the ripstop that's coming out of uh, there's some coming out of China and there's some coming out of South Korea that's not uh, Domenico. Um, and Da Vinci is really the only the only wing that's been trying out these fabrics. So I'm very interested long term what Da Vinci does um, because they're only new coming out to the paramotor world and people are starting to get onto them. But anyway, sorry to get sidetracked. Um, Jen makes a thicker wing, but they but their design is so good that you know, usually a heavier, thicker wing is gonna be harder to get up over, over your head. Jen has a very good way of making it so the um, launches are very easy, right? Um, the Falcon, I don't know if you've ever flown that wing, right? So the Pegasus, in my, in my opinion, is a tough wing to launch, right? Uh, out of all of their wings, I think the Pegasus, which is their air wing, is, is, is the hardest. The Vantage comes up fairly easy, the Falcon comes up, like really, really smooth. The carve is almost as easy to launch as that Falcon is. Um, and it's a heavier wing because they're using thicker fabrics, but the response on that wing is amazing. It's, it's literally on rails. So definitely not a beginner wing. This thing will get you in trouble quick if you're not used to it because you can get upside down in a flash. Um, but it, it'll do exactly what you want it to do. And, it, and when people say it's on rails, like, I've never felt a wing more on rails than a gen carve. It'll go exactly where you want it to in a flash. It's a, it's a great wing. So now I I know that you know you've um, you've flown many different types of wings, and I'm extremely jelly because I would love to fly more wings than I've flown so far. Um, I do love flying different wings. By the way, hopefully over in Bad Apples, I'll be able to fly a couple different ones also. But um, uh, I know there's a huge difference between a low B and a high B and jumping from a B wing to a C wing, even, you know, even if you're at the high B wing going to a C wing, uh, what are some of the things that uh, people will have to realize when they jump from B wing to a C wing? Before jumping out of a B wing, make sure you understand energy management. It's the most important thing you possibly can learn is energy management. Um, it is the one thing that will get you in trouble, right? Um, because you, a B-wing is very difficult to do a wing over on. It's, when I say difficult, it takes a lot of strength. You either got to rock back and forth a few times or you got to do a power over or you got to do something. And a wing over is typically that one maneuver that everybody like wants to play around with when they have a wing, right? They just kind of, because it's, you want to feel the energy. The difference of energy in a C-wing versus a B-wing is dramatic. 
Um, the other thing is that if you go hands up and you let go of your toggles on a B wing, it's going to self-write very quickly. A C wing may never self-write. It may actually stay in that spiral. So that's energy management is the one thing you, you really need to know. So if you're turning left, you got to make sure you're holding right at all times because you may need to forcefully pull right because you, you've got to get out of a turn and, and the wing's not letting you out of the turn as fast as you think you need to go. So. I, I, I love, um, you know, going from a low B to high B. I can definitely feel the difference. I haven't flown a C-wing. I have no desire to fly a C-wing. They seem to, I mean, they seem to be, you know, interesting and fun, but I, I, I really enjoy just going up and looking around and doing cross countries. Um, are C-wings really good for cross countries or what are, what are the reasons why someone would want to jump from B-wing to a C-wing? And, and Jim, right after this, I'll go to you to, to, to talk about um, the chat. So going from a B-wing to a C-wing. Okay, um, so the difference is a Volkswagen bus versus a Volkswagen Golf, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're you're going to have less gas. You're going to have better gas mileage on a C-wing. If you're weighted the same, you're going to have better gas mileage on a C-wing than you are on a B-wing, right? Okay. Um, because they're typically more efficient and faster. B-wings are, are, are horribly inefficient. A-wings are the worst, right? Um, so as you start getting into, in, into more advanced wing, you also get more efficiency as well. Um, I would... I would Sean, I would press you to, to get into a C-wing or at least start putting some hours on C-wings and start understanding. Because once you get into that type of wing, you're moving to Pilot 2.0, which is, I think is a safer place to be. I feel way more comfortable and safe not on a B-wing, right? Because really? a B-wing, oh yeah. Because it, it, I don't know how to explain it, but, but um Typically, it makes me focus on piloting, whereas a B-wing, it's hands up and I'm taking pictures or whatever. But the chances of me running into a radio tower or cell phone tower are much greater on a B-wing just because I, you don't have to think about doing anything, right? You're not piloting necessarily on a B-wing. You're just kind of floating around. Um, so why would someone want to jump from a B-wing to a C-wing then? I mean, cross-country, more efficient. I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But it's um, a lot funner, a lot funner. Really? Um, it, oh, gosh. I mean, you know, when you want to when you want to drive around the Walmart parking lot, you would much rather be in a VW Golf than a VW bus. Right. You know, it's a, it's a lot funner. It's just a much funner wing. Um, cross country. You know, if you're if you're feeling like you're wanting to do a cross country, a B-wing certainly not the one to do it on. You know, because you just can't go fast enough, right? They're they're very inefficient, or or you get paraparked. You know, if you're in heavy winds, oh, it's better to be on a on a higher wind than it is on a lower wind because you're just going to get parked okay. up in the sky. You know, maybe they're... maybe my thought patterns were not correct, and uh, going to a C might be good. I've always heard, you know, don't advance too quickly through your through your wings. You know, it's like if you get a low wing do everything that you can on it you know when you can't do anything else on it then move up a little bit and go to that high beam which is i which is what i did i went from a the roser three to the gin vantage which was a huge jump from a low b to mm -hmm. high b yeah. um and i could really tell you put your hands up it'll start to oscillate and start doing some weird stuff you have to have you know a lot of active piloting uh, even though it's a high b wing so a c wing i thought wow i'd, I'd have to always be up here and no, always no 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 it makes you a better pilot because 
like I'll take a warp on a, on a gusty day, right? And a warp is a dicey, dicey wing, right? Um, it's a very efficient uh, XC wing though. Um, it, it, on that kind of a wing, you, you're, you're kind of holding it from going back and forth this way, right? Going up in front of you versus, you know, trying to overshoot you. So you're, you're active piloting the brakes just to keep it up from, from you. But, but once you're on that wing, you don't even think about oscillations anymore because you automatically, if you're starting to go into one, you just fix it right away, right? So if you're still, I think one of the good reasons to get into another wing as well is just because you, you feel the wing more. You, a B wing is very hard to feel, especially because you got a motor on your back and you're in this giant cage. You don't really fly your wing. You know, your wing is flying you. Um, when you sit in a sports car and you feel the steering wheel and it's nice and tight, right? And you take a turn and it's just the glory of that car and being able to feel the car is so much more than driving a minivan where you can't really feel. Does it make sense, right? Yeah, it does. There, there is so much more to the wing and to being able to feel and do, it makes you a better pilot. It really does. I wouldn't, don't, don't fear going into a more advanced wing. Don't fear it at all. All you've got to do is say, look, if I'm, if, if, if my energy management's not there for today, then I'm not going to take deep turns. That's it, okay. right? Just don't take deep turns. Otherwise you're, you're fine. The flare authority on a, on a, on a more advanced wing is way greater than on, on a, on a lower wing, right? Um, I always felt that that B wings were the hardest to land. Always, always thought that. Really, I just... land like a butterfly on my B wing. All my wings, I, I land like a butterfly. Try a more advanced wing. You'll find I that the flare authority is a lot more. You you can actually hold level a lot longer than you can on a B wing. You just don't have as much flare on a B wing as you do because you don't have enough speed. You don't have enough velocity. There's so much. You know, I would definitely say to the community, um, push yourself, push yourself, you know, don't go out of, don't go crazy out of your comfort zone, but don't sit in your comfort zone. You're not learning to pilot anything while you're sitting in a comfort zone, you know? So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Jim, what you, what you got on the super chat, anything going on? Well, Bill H, he mentioned that he was thinking about going to Lone Star Paramotor for doing their class, the 2.0. And nice. So yeah. is there an actual class that's pilot 2.0 or are you just saying up your game, Chris? I know, I know that Ron at Lone Star can definitely bring you to 2.0, right? Uh, there's I don't know of a class that's 2.0, but I know a lot of instructors that can teach you 2.0. Santa Croce can teach you 2.0. Busy guy though. I'm not sure how much so, I mean I'm I'm sorry, on. is that is that an actual term pilot 2.0 or is that just something that no, you're that's saying? just that's just I'm okay. I'm like you know going to the next up level. your game but, yeah okay, up, okay. up in your game gotcha ron Turan can definitely bring you up to that level uh carson rodnizer and florida can definitely bring you up to that level you know they in should fact, probably make a, a a class called pilot 2.0 that would be yeah, pretty cool i agree I and agree. you coined it so we heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> in fact if i was gonna go if i was gonna go today and i would say okay i've got to learn 2.0 um I would I would probably choose Max Acro um, in uh, California. I would I would go see Max and say Max, look, I got to go 2.0 and just have 
and he runs a school called Max Max Acro, um, and and he they do a lot of SAV courses and Acro courses and stuff like that. But I'm not saying you need to learn Acro. That's not what I'm saying at all. Just say I, I got to go to the next level, and Max would definitely be able to take you there. So so real quick, and sorry, Jim, I'll, I'll get to you in just a second. What do you feel is like um, the the actual thing that you'd be doing for the 2.0, like more better kiting, uh, better launches, better landings, spot landings. I mean, what do you think that, I mean, besides the, the, the SIV mm -hmm. courses and what you do in SIV, what would you think that would be uh, the best thing to do? To, it depends to on what, it, yeah, it depends on where you are and what, what you want to learn. Right? Mm -hmm. right. Everybody's, everybody's road is different here, right? Everybody's, comfort zone is going to be different, right? My risk reward is way different than a lot of people's risk reward. It's not that mine is better or worse than yours. It's just different. Yours, yours is going to be where you're at, at your time and where you want to move to, right? Um, I want to be able to do really, really, really good tandems. You know, there's a few really good tandem uh, pilots out there and so that's what I'm doing right at the moment is I'm learning how to become a really, really good tandem pilot, right? Um, because I want to share this adventure with those people that want to learn, you know what I mean? Even if it's just a single flight to where it introduces you to what piloting is. I, I took a tandem pilot flight um, when I was in Medellin last time. Um, with a pilot that was so incredibly good, I thought I was really good at wingovers, right? Because I can do full wingovers, no problem. He showed me some very minute, minute things about timing and pulling and timing that I would have never learned if I wasn't, if he wasn't sitting behind me, also grabbing that brake line and pulling it with me. Um, so, so, for me, it was, it's just the, the little tiny stuff that makes me a better pilot, you know, how to care for that passenger in front of you, how to, you know, if, if it's for you, if it's landing, if it's taking off, um, somebody showed me how to do power launches and now I won't launch without a power launch. It's like my natural go-to. And I find it's a lot easier to launch because I'm just a lazy guy who's kind of old and I don't want to run very far. I must be doing that too, because, you know, I, I, I even in nil wins, 10 steps, maybe 12. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't take much. I mean, so how do you do your, I'm sorry, Jim, but how do you do your, your power launches? So I lean forward at an angle so that the wind does not hit the, hit the wing. Right. I take two steps back. I don't step all the way back to the wing, um, but I take a couple steps back, uh, go full throttle. I let it off. And as soon as I feel that it's at 60%, that's when I put my hips up and start running. So I start running with 60% push. And then as soon as I let go of the A's, it's back on the power. Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah, so with, it's all, with... it's all timing. And then just my whole thought is the sooner I lean back, the sooner I'm in the air. So, cause when you're running, the sooner you can get those shoulders as far back as possible, the, the sooner you're going to be up in the air. So, yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is you don't have to go to an SIV course to up your game, to be a better pilot. You can go to yeah. the 2.0 by doing things like the power takeoff. So you're not running, you know, half a block to get yeah. in the air, you know, to, but, to, 
to go up, you know, 500 feet, kill your engine and do spot landings to, to nail in your, your spot landings. So I understand yeah. what you're saying. But we don't learn in a vacuum. Right. It's, it's important to like reach out to different pilots and different instructors to learn your 2.0. But yeah, I think too many people rely on SIVs to learn all their stuff. That's not where you're going to learn the majority of what you need to learn. The majority is going to be from reaching out to other instructors and other pilots and just stop doing the same flight you're doing every day. Do something different. Learn every single time. So I like that. That's really good. Yeah. All right, Jim. Sorry to 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 keep on talking and asking questions. Uh, what do we got going on in the super chat, Jim? Shannon Brooks was wondering what your favorite or what some of your favorite wings are. At the moment, the gin carve is definitely my favorite wing. Um, I really like the drift air. I really like the drift air. Uh, I don't like Dudek though. That's, I have an issue with the, with the company, Dudek the company. Um, I've spent a lot of time in, in um, Russia, Ukraine, that area, right? So, and, and with what's going on, there's no good side to this. And in any war, it's always the people that lose. And I freaking hate war. I hate it. I hate it. But this moral projection of what Dudek has decided to do, right? That, that what do you call that? When you, when you project your morals onto other people, I can't, can't think of the word. They decided not to sell any wings to Russia and all those pilots over there, right? Because they think it's like they're grandstanding against Russia and stuff. You're not hurting Russia. You're only hurting the paramotor community. You know, it's, it's those types of things. And, and this is not the first time Dudek has done something like this, where they try to grandstand on their morals. And, and just because it's popular at the time, you know, I, I just, that kind of thing. But gosh, they make really good wings. The Dudek Drift Air is a phenomenal wing. You know, I just, uh, if I could sit down with Peter and just say, you know, you know, Peter Dudek, who, who owns the company, if I could just say, stop, you know, you're grandstanding, you just focus on wings and not on politics. Um, gotcha. The, um, the RPM Flow, holy crap, that's a great wing. Um, the RPM ride. Flow, who, for yeah. the, the, what was it? The RPM Flow? Flow. Who makes uh, that? RPM. I've or flow. Heard. Yeah, it's it's isn't it RPM? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a com yeah, it's company out of okay. Australia. I think it's their Australia, Australia, New Zealand. I'm pretty sure it's Australia. Okay. Um, free ride has always been a great wing, right? Uh, free ride's a standard. I, I'd like to see them come out with a free ride 2.0 because or two uh, because uh, it's getting a little long in the tooth, right? It's it's that's that wing's been around for a long time, but. That's a great wing if you're weighted right on it. If you're not weighted right on it, um, it can get dicey real quick. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, those are probably my favorite wings at the moment. So um, the I just picked up a, uh, I haven't even flown it and I've owned it a couple months. It's called a Game Mark II. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited about flying that one. Um, because it's a free flight and uh, motor wing. I'm also excited about the F3 from APCO, which I haven't flown yet, but everybody's telling me to fly it. It's a high B. It's, um, and then they have the F3 by, which is made specifically for trike. So um, that's, I, but I, like, I've never flown those two. So yeah, excited to try out those as well. 
Okay, we're rolling up at eight o'clock already. I, I can't believe we've been talking so long. Uh, how long do we have you tonight? I, I've got no plans. This is it. There, there's too much wind outside and, and the sun is setting now. So okay. I couldn't fly. <laughs> so we actually have a lot of people that just jumped on because they went out flying, they landed, and now they're on mm -hmm. the show or they're yeah. on the super chat. Can you tell uh, everyone real quick um, all the plans that you have for the vacation? of a lifetime that we talked yeah. about earlier. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we'll repeat it. Okay. Basically the idea is to show up at the airport with a wing and fly into um, Columbia. Somebody will meet you there and, and they will have all your, your clothing and your toiletries and everything for you. Basically it's just a flying in the Caribbean. Uh, and then when you leave, you just pack up your wing and you put on the clothes you came with and, and there you go. So you no need to bring a suitcase, just bring your wing and, and fly Columbia. So um, it's cheap too. Um, round trip flights are, you know, 500 bucks or less. So, no. so basically uh, when you get this all taken care of in about five or six months, we'll be able to go there for a, uh, a weekend, 500 bucks for the flight 200 bucks for the porter 200 bucks for the room so basically less than a thousand bucks you can go on a well, trip of a lifetime yeah when we get the whole thing going we'll make it as a package deal so mm -hmm. at presently if anybody would like to go um i'm heading out this week to go uh and then i'm coming back for bad apples and then i'll be heading out after the 20th so somewhere you know um mid to late may i'll be heading out again so if anybody wants to join me for you know just either free flight or or motoring uh there um, just let me know i'd be happy to take you and show you around and, and get a concierge for you and, and it's fairly cheap so for for a grand you can fly the caribbean or whatever it's just it's awesome so. And all we do is show up with our wing. We don't need to bring a motor. We don't even need to bring clothes. You'll have clothes for us and motors and everything or free flight. And if we don't free fly, you, you guys are able to teach us to free fly. But if we just want to do motors, you guys have motors. We can go motoring around, right? Yeah. When you say you guys, it won't be me teaching you to free fly. I'm, I'm learning myself. You know, I'm, right. I'm definitely not an instructor in that. So, but yeah, you know. So, so you choose whether you want to do free flight motor or both, but we, all the equipment's there ready to go. So we plan on having this as a package deal. So, you know, so it's all just a, wait. yeah. Are you going to have like a specific.com website that people can go to? Is this part of your, my dog is choking, you know, is this part of uh, Paraswag or what is this? It's not part of Paraswag. This is really um, Ruben, um, Ruben fly. Look up Ruben Fly. If you, if you don't know Ruben Fly, you, you don't know paragliding. Uh, look up Ruben, and uh, it's really his dream, and I'm just trying to help make his dream come true and, and give some families some jobs there. So That's yeah. awesome. Thanks for the recap for all the people yeah. that um, have just joined us. This is going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait to, to go and check that out. Jim, uh, anything else? I know that we keep on got everything already we already talked we already got all the questions answered um we're also doing an audio streaming to podbean and we got dave's join pink squirrel and ifv and a bunch of numbers is joined so welcome guys uh listening to the live stream hey um, there there might be a question okay somebody said greg 
said pound gold. So what are Chris's goals coming up? What are my, what are my goals? Yeah. Um, as far as what? As far as flying goes or what? I would, yeah, paramotoring. Flying. Yeah. So I am 51. Um, my goal at this point is to be able to do this uh, as long as my heart keeps ticking, <laughs> right? But I don't want to sit. Uh, I just don't, I don't want to sit stable. So I'm. I've also been learning a bunch of acro lately. Um, but I know that my time is very limited on being able to do what I can because it's really a young man's sport for that kind of stuff. Because you're pulling G's and and your heart's just not what it is, and you can't handle as many G's as you get older. And I've started to notice this. So, so. My goal as far as flying goes is just to do this as much as possible. My goal as far as the community goes is really to, to bring people to another level, you know, to, to just bring the sport to another, another, another level and just create that pilot 2.0 or at least try to excite people into becoming pilot 2.0. As far as Columbia goes, my heart is to provide people jobs there, right? So it's why I'm opening a manufacturing there and that kind of thing. It's just because not only is it, is it much cheaper labor, but I know that I'm affecting a family in a way that's like, you know, life-changing for them versus somebody here. It's just a job. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Jim, any other questions that you see? Oh, lighted, lighted prop, by the way, you guys, you guys know about the lighted prop? Yeah. Can you tell us <laughs> a little bit more about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're starting to go into production on the lighted prop. Okay. If you haven't seen this, you got to check it out. If you I've don't know what I'm it. talking about. Awesome. Look at my channel because I have several videos on the lighted prop. We're getting ready to go in production on lighted prop, but we need to know how many to run for this, right? So um, if you're interested in one of those lighted props, let us know at Bad Apples or shoot me, a, uh, shoot me an email or something just get on the list because that first production run is going to be fairly limited. Um, but I really need to know how, how many for that first run to go. So how are people going to get up with you and, um, you know, ask to, to get that first run? How do we do that? Actually, a better way is to hit up Mark George. Um, so just go to paraswagusa.com. I think his email is mark at paraswagusa.com hit up Mark to get on the list. That's a much better way actually than hitting me up. Um, he's, he's probably more organized than I am. So <laughs> I put your YouTube <laughs> channel in the super chat. So yeah. uh, if you guys want to go over to uh, my dog is choking Chris Wheeler's uh, YouTube, there's the link in the super chat. Um, let's see there, I think I saw something about, okay, there it is. Bill H. Does he have a VIP spot at bad apples? Mark probably does because I think Paraswag is a um, vendor there. Pretty sure we okay. are. Um, but that doesn't mean I do. So I probably won't. Um, and I'm hoping that I can get there before Friday. I'm probably going to be stuck somewhere in a pretty crappy place. You know that place is going to be packed. You know it is. <laughs> I mean, remember last year, Sean, how packed it was? It was you know? really packed. Oh, gosh. And I, I bet you it's going to be even more packed. I mean, uh, we, we tried to figure out, you know, we tried to guess how many pilots we're going to have this year opposed to last year. 
and I can't remember what I said. I think somebody wrote it down. We we all guessed. Uh, how many people do you, how many how many registered pilots do you think are going to be at Bad Apples this year? I'm guessing. Let's see. So I'm guessing three plus, right? So I'm more than say, three people. I think so too. No, I mean three hundred. More, <laughs> more than three. <laughs> um, yeah, me, you, and 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 who? Me, yeah, you, just Jim, me, you, you and Mark. That's it. That's all that's going. <laughs> uh, I. I think it'll be 300 plus. I really do. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So Mark, he just put it out there that you guys are going to be giving away a lighted prop at bad apples. Oh, that so, is true. Yes. Yes. Right? They're going to give it yes. away. A, yes. One well, reason. Maybe I might come to bad apples. With you. <laughs> yeah, one reason to come to bad apples is to definitely get a, get a lighted prop. That would be um, awesome. first run on these, by the way, they're, they're expensive and we're trying to like reduce costs as much as possible. Nobody's making money on this. Um, they're going to be like 750 to $800. So it's quite the prize. If you could win one of these, um, is it, is it just like a, a helix prop or an e-prop or something like that? It, it is a helix prop. Is it, it a certain size prop. or different sizes or what? It's a 125 uh, okay. size. Uh, there's a reason we do that size. Um, it also comes with the hub and the controller, right? Which is where all the electronics are, battery and all that stuff. Uh, it's, um, it's Bluetooth to your phone um, with an app. There's also another controller that we're coming out with. So you can actually order e either controller. Um, and it's... I think the other controller is a pro controller. Mark will know more about this, but it is Wi-Fi to your phone and it's a totally different app. And you can set playlists and everything on it. So it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. Set a playlist yeah. to your prop. So what it it plays music through the No, prop, no, it or? no, it plays different light shows. You can oh, set oh, the, what the oh, lights yeah, are doing. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I wanted a 140, you'd have to custom make it, it'd be more expensive, or it has to be a 125. We won't make it. There's a reason why we're sticking with 125s now. The the we'll go to 130s as well, but there's a lot of QA process in this, um, and that that process is timely, expensive, and everything else. So for right now, it's 125s. It's it's a novelty prop. It's not like you know your everyday flyer. You know what I mean? Um, no, nor do we think it should be your everyday flyer because if you break one, they're kind of pricey. <laughs> So that's why we're focusing on 125s because they're the most popular size prop. So, okay, well that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'd love to get one. Now it has that quick release hub, so you can. No, it's it's no? got its it's got its own special hub that you have to use with it because of the electronics. The hub itself is actually lights up too. Okay, um, yeah. so we would normally so we'd still use our own spacer. No, right no. No? no so no okay so um you, yeah you may need a spacer depending on if you need to move your prop away from your motor but that's the only spacer you would need you wouldn't need any other uh, any other spacer but um okay when you look at the hub go to bad apples look at the one that mark's got and he'll show you the hub and i'll have one there too so you can kind of see um whether or not you need to space it out i guess you would if you if you're presently spacing spacing your helix prop out then you would need to space this one out too so okay yeah all right i was just yeah. double checking um anything else in the super chat jim 
Yeah, is there a particular engine that the prop is for, or are there multiple engines that it works with? Uh, most are 185. Talk to Mark if, it, if it, there's anything else. It, I don't know if it works on HEs or, or anything else. I know it. I know it's good for the most of 185, though. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's one of the most popular engines, right? So yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can get them made for other, you know, other ones as long as the size is the same. Understand that the, that the longer the prop, the weightier that prop gets. And we're adding weight to the prop by putting the lights in. So there's a reason we got to stick with 125s until we get some more QA with the 130s and stuff. So. All right. Sounds really interesting. Well, it, sounds like, it sounds like Bill H is going to upgrade his motor from an Atom 80 to a Monster 185. <laughs> <laughs> just to get just to get the lighted prop that he's going to win at Bad Apples. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, what else are you guys going to be doing at Bad Apples? Uh, we're going to be able to demo any motors or props or wings or anything over there from Paraswag or? I, I don't know what Mark has planned. Um, um, Mark eats, sleeps, and drinks Paramotor at this point. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure he's got something, but I don't know what, what he's got planned. So you might want to ask Mark, you know, Mark, Mark runs Paraswag. You know, I'm just partnering with Mark. It's, it's Mark's baby. He's, right. you know, he actually runs the whole thing. So um, I, I, I just take out the trash. That's it. <laughs> it, it. If that, and he usually yells at me because the trash is not taken out. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mark does, he confirmed, he said that it's only available on the Monster. Only available on the Monster 185 right now. Okay. Gotcha. And it's only a 125 on the Monster 185. Okay. So, sorry, everyone out there that has the Corsair or Animate. It just ain't going to work yet, but it doesn't take very much to put in multiple holes for multiple hubs. Matter of fact, that's what uh, Vortex Aero does. Their, their Helix lookalike has uh -huh. multiple holes to go on multiple um, engines, machines, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to drill into those because there's a there's a gear ratio on every prop, you know, yeah, that I it's designed drill. for. So I, I don't know if that's the greatest of ideas. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drill either. No, it, it'd have to be, you know, pre-done. But that's yeah. something to think about in the future. So you have, you know, one prop that can fit on multiple hubs. I think it would have to be a variable prop, though. You know, just because the gear ratio is different on engines. You know. So do you make them uh, for the 2.68 and the 2.8, whatever it is, for the two different gear ratios for, for Milster or only the 2.68? So we don't actually make the prop. We modify the prop. So we okay, buy so the props from Helix. We modify them and then resell them. So yeah. Okay. So you do have both ratios at, on the 125s, yes? No, I would, I would probably say we have the – I would ask Mark. I would okay. probably say no. We just have the two six eight. Okay, Mark, which is the most popular, I think. It, yeah. yeah. Mark, do you guys have it for uh, both the ratios for Moster one eight five, or is it just the two point six eight? Um, man, is you got so much going on and and yeah. so much information and so much fun going to Columbia and and uh, gosh, 
this is just amazing. I'm I'm just I'm like boom, I'm boom, I'm boom. <laughs> it is well, just, just I was just, not expecting the Columbia, you know, uh, vacation package thing, you know, yeah. but I, I can't wait for you to 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 get that ready. And uh, I might take you up on it in a couple of months to uh, to fly down there with you and just, you know, hang out and see what you guys got going on. It sounds freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark just said that it's uh, 2.68. Okay. And uh, sounds like there's going to be entertainment at Bad Apples as well. Luis is planning to wrestle Mark for the cross. <laughs> Dewey Milstead, that's gonna be great. Is that, is that who Dewey Milstead? That yeah, says yeah, that? Okay. Got, <laughs> got the wrestling outfit on. That is awesome. Official mud wrestling for a prop. I love it. That's cool. <laughs> you know what? We should, we should create a create a pool and put some Jello in there. Make it really entertaining. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and make and make Mark wear a bikini. Yep. Oh, be great. Or at least, a, anybody at wants least to see a, that. At least just a speedo, you know, whatever. I mean <laughs> Mark Mark, Mark is like, oh my God, really, Sean? <laughs> well, if you don't do the speedo thing, how about you get a thousand dollars in cash and fly over us and dump all that cash out? You know, like they do at the 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 Crazy circus one. There you go. There you go. Was that circus one? Um, flying circus. Flying Arizona circus. Flying circus. Yeah. yeah, just like the flying yeah. circus. Absolutely. Which yeah. I need to go there eventually. Um, any other questions or comments or anything in the super chat? I guess I got to correct it. The, the, what? She's not actually going to wrestle Mark. She's going to wrestle Jade for the prop. Wrestle Jade because Jade's going to win? Because Jade wants the prop too, and there, there's yeah. So it's gonna be a Jello wrestle. All right, I, I I think this is gonna be great. I tell you what, in the super chat, if you think that um, we need to do a mud wrestling or Jello wrestling for the prop instead of just a, uh, how are you guys gonna um, do the thing? Is it just gonna be like um, uh, numbers and and. Uh, spinning wheel or or how do you how are you going to give away a prop Chris. No mention of that. Uh, isn't no that up to uh isn't that up to um david wolf i i don't know it's been, I, don't know. I, I would ask mark or david wolf how they're going to do that mark probably has an idea i'm not i'm not sure but i think that i know nothing change. literally literally i i take out the trash if the trash I think, is full I, i'll I take it out i think now it needs to be whole... a jello mud wrestling thing it has to be a jello mud wrestling <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, you go from the spinny wheel thing to a mud wrestling or a jello. I'd, I'd rather watch the, the jello wrestling. Sounds interesting. I know. Mark is like, oh, Sean, no, no jello. Jello or mud. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Jello would be good because then you can eat it afterwards. Um, it'll be the drawing at the uh, pilot's briefing. That's what Mark George said. I don't know, Mark. I'm, I'm still thinking jello. I think it needs to be a jello. Multicolored jello. Yeah. A multicolored prop. Yep. Uh, there you go. We may do an auction for resurgence. I think also uh, too that we're going to try to bring, as far as Clear Prop TV, we're going to bring a bunch of things to give away also um, over there. So we're probably going to have a little 
area for ClearProp and us and uh, just kind of, you know, between us and uh, everyone there, if you want to, we're going to give away things. I'm not sure how we're going to do it, and I'm not sure exactly what we're giving away, but I got some 3D printers printing out some cool stuff that we might just be uh, giving away out there, too. So uh, I will I will be giving away something as well for oh. the kiting war, as long as Sean Nefsker uh, doesn't. And he already knows that he's not allowed to compete. So um, but I, I still haven't figured out what that is going to be. But I'll be giving away something for the kiting war, which I think is Saturday afternoon or something like that. So I don't think they had the kiting war last year, did they? I, I don't remember it. But then again, yeah. I could have been, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah. So for the kiting war, it'll be from, yeah, it'll be from us as well. So. Has anybody done a kiting war before or seen the kiting war? And uh, what does that all involve? So Mark George is also the expert on kiting wars because that's his big thing that he got at second. Minyard took him out at EFD a couple of years ago. And like, yeah. he's been, he's been like, oh, I'm the kiting guy. Uh, and I'll, I'll give it to him. Like Mark's kiting skills are good, but I think mine are better. Just FYI. Yeah. Uh, Carson Rodenizer, though. I think that guy is probably, well, Matt Minyard's pretty good at kiting too. Yeah. It's, I've, it's I've, tough. But basically, but basically, you just get your wing in front of somebody else's to block the wind and try to get them to, it's tough. You know, kiting wars are, they, they get, uh, they're entertaining though, especially if it's really windy. Yeah, that sounds good. I've been really trying to up my game as far as the pilot 2.0, as far as kiting skills. So um, I have to be better than the students, right? So I can't be there and, and they <laughs> kick, kick my butt on kiting. I got to like completely show them off. But um, yeah, I would really like to do that, that kiting wars. That sounds good. Has anybody in the super chat done any kiting wars? And if you did, how well did you fare? And are you going to do it again at Bad Apples? Hey, uh, Jim, did did, uh, did you catch to see how many people are going to go to Bad Apples this year in the chat? Oh, I didn't count. There was there was quite a few. But that was that was your only job, Jim, is to count. That was my job? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll go back. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just messing with you. So, yeah, you got a lot of uh, interesting things going on, Chris. And um, for those of you out there that don't know why this guy says my, do my dog is choking and that's his handle, I go by PPG Grandpa. He goes by my dog is choking. Lena goes by Paramom USA. Jim goes by Maple Syrup Smelling Good Money. But why? No, not really. But why, Jim, or why... Chris, are you going by my dog is choking? Obviously, I already know, but for the people out there that don't. So in my family, I've taught my kids to test everything. Doesn't matter who says it. It is if it's your pastor, if it's your teacher, if it's your friend, if it's your parents, doesn't matter. Just test everything. Always don't believe everything just because the authorities say so. Test it, prove it to yourself. So feed it to the dog. If the dog chokes on it, then you know. That's not for your consumption. So, My dog is choking. Basically, I don't buy your BS is what it means. Gotcha. So yeah. if if uh, somebody says the world is flat or the earth is flat, you got to go out there and test it and see if it really is flat. So I put just... that I put that in front of my kids. They had to prove that the earth was flat or was not flat. They couldn't do it. It's tough to do, but it's so I showed them and I taught them how to do it. 
there, there is definite ways that you can say which what is the uh, shape of the earth, but um, but I had them test it, and that's a good one actually. If you have a teenager, that's yeah. really really good, you know, because don't use videos, don't use pictures. Prove it to yourself. How do you test this? Um, and they'll they'll definitely learn something uh, along the way, which is very good. So absolutely and it's interesting too you know it's like um you know you can be a blind follower on anything out there mm -hmm. you know you definitely have to figure out you know on your own test everything and, and prove it and prove it to yourself by not using you know um mr google because he's not always right and i don't trust everything that pops up on my facebook or mr wikipedia yes exactly yeah interesting yeah. Um, so thank you very much as, as far as, you know, letting us know about the dog is choking. Uh, are you interested in going over that video that we talked about or we showed before the, the um, show, or do you want to just nix that and continue on our podcast? No, let's go through it. I think it's a good learning experience. I definitely learned something from it too. So. Okay. So as I spool this up, go ahead and let everybody know what we're going to be watching. So I was, um, I was getting impatient. I was, uh, in, around southern Colombia and I was um and I wanted to get a, a flight in and the the day before I had gotten rained out and I I was I really wanted to get a flight in I had borrowed a motor that had just come from the beach so we're talking 5,000 feet in elevation difference I didn't adjust the carb I told myself to adjust the carb but I skipped my pre-flight in order to just get flying. And the one thing I needed to do was check that car because right here is where I get a motor out. No place to land because you can see that the, that the around the lake is just cliffs. And so I had to, and I couldn't flare here. Right about here is where I knew I couldn't flare. If I do, I'm running into barbed wire past that area that I'm about to land in. So when you're looking at this too, I, it kind of looks like there's some, you know, nice sandy beaches down there and, uh, yeah, but look, look closely. Yeah. Look closely. Those aren't, that's not beach. That's rock. There's no sand there. That's rock. Um, and that's, and that's and a cliff steep. face. And yeah. That's a cliff face. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had, uh, before I learned how to land, I took a lot of face plants. And so I knew I had to take a face plant here. So what are you coming up on? It looks like it's pretty clear. It looks like you got this, but you said there's some barbed wire. You can see the posts right there, the barbed wire posts. And to the right of where I'm landing, that is cement banisters and stairs. So I wanted to stay away from that. Basically, I just had to eat it. And um, as you go through this, you'll see that the barbed wire, I run into the barbed wire and it sheared the GoPro off of my helmet. It literally... If I didn't have that helmet on it, I would have been scalped. I was very lucky to walk away from this. So um, it's very important to wear a helmet, even though it may be uncomfortable or silly or whatever, it can save your life in an emergency. And that's what a and that's what it's all about, right? Is in emergencies. Just like just like um, what do you call it? Uh reserves. Yeah, you know, um, and I, I typically fly with two reserves. So reserves aren't a thing that I, I've ever had an issue with, but helmets are. I Before this, I never wore a helmet unless I was filming. So I was very happy that I, I was filming on this one. Mark George has since made me promise that I will always fly with the helmet. And now I see why. Um, because if I hadn't been flying with the helmet here, I would have been, I would definitely have been in trouble, but that's not the lesson I learned. The lesson I learned on this was 
don't skip a pre-flight and don't let your risk reward be within the ranges that needs to be. I think I was a little bit farther on risk on this, on this particular flight than I should have been. Yeah. It looks like it's really beautiful there. Um, uh, it, it looks like there's lots of like, like looking straight down there. It's like, I see grass, but it looks like it's a huge embankment. You know, it's like a huge, you know, a difficult way to land cause it's not flat. Um, yeah. uh, I can't tell, but are there lots of outs that you think that you'd be able to land because you do a lot of spot landing. You are really yeah. good at spot landing. Not a whole lot of outs, but as you let this go forward, if you pause it about right, keep going, keep going right there. You see just under my feet, yeah, push pause, just under my left foot, you'll see this brown patch. Over there is where a thermal was coming up. So I could go over there, catch a thermal and go up. So I'd go around the lake, come down a little bit right there. You can see it on right there is where that patch of brown is. Mm -hmm. I could always catch a thermal there and come back up. That was kind of my only out, really, um, and and I and basically my engine dies right here, so there's no way I can get it back there. The wind is at my back here, by the way. Okay. Um, so I, there's no there's no possibility of me getting back to that out. I mean, really, this this was the lesson for me in um, stops being so haphazard. You know, um, things can happen and things will happen. And um, not only did I skip a pre-flight and not adjust this carburetor, but um, I was flying probably where I shouldn't have been flying. You know, um, this is, I was just so desperate to fly that I didn't care. I just, I didn't care where I flew from. I didn't care what it looked like. I just wanted to fly. And I've gotten away with stuff like this a thousand times, but this was that once that it, it came up and bit me, you know? And so lesson learned, uh, it's not, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, remember this one for a long time because. Um, when I'm I, looking at your setup there, did you have flotation? No, no. And, and flotation, by the way, float, that wasn't, that wasn't a big deal to me. I was, I was ready to bail into a lake if I needed to. Um, and I had time to unhook and bail into the lake if that was an option. But I, I felt that this side of this cliff was actually a better option than bailing into the water here. So, Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at all this and you can really tell from this angle that it's a complete sh uh, cliff face, that that's yeah. not a yeah. flat sandy area to, you know, mm -hmm. lightly touch down on. Yeah. Right there is straight down. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're going for over here too. You notice that everything was just, yeah, yeah. no bueno. So where was this located? Where where are we? This is in Guatape. It's Colombia. This is not where anybody that would go fly. Um, I the reason why I had access to this is because I knew one of the pilots, and that that ledge where I took off from, he actually rents that ledge, and that's his LZ. But this is not a place that any any pilot would actually fly out of. Um, and this is 12 hours away from where we're actually would be flying in, in uh, Colombia. So it looks like, you know, you did perfect. I mean, that this little area right here <laughs> yeah. and look at, look at these switchbacks, these uh, all the way up here to this house. I know that um, you guys were, there were some people there that helped you with that. Correct. Yeah, so a little girl, she was uh, in grade school. 
uh, saw me and she came down and brought her grandmother and her little brother and her little brother is probably, oh, I, maybe first grade or some, something around there. And they actually uh, made sure I was okay. And I, I had to carry the motor all the way up to that house and uh, they gave me some water and it was really cool. They didn't speak any English and I don't speak any Spanish. So there was no conversation to be had, but it was kind of cool that people actually were concerned and stuff. So, yeah. Did you hurt yourself at all? So I couldn't sit down for about a month. I had bruised my tailbone severely. Um, and I had some scrapes on my shins and stuff, but that was about it. Yeah. The, the worst, the worst of it would have been if I didn't have a helmet, I don't think I'd have a scalp today. So, cause the, the, the barbed wire literally severed the mount of the GoPro right off my helmet. So because we don't know when we will have a motor out. Oh, oh what is this right here? Who, who's that? Is that you? That, yeah, that's me launching. You can see that as soon as I launch, I have no power. I'm full power right here, full power. And you can see I'm not getting any lift. What was right? your altitude there, by the way? About 5,000. Wow. Yeah. So, so I'm way up in the mountains. It doesn't look like it because it's all jungle there, but, um, yeah, I have zero power and, and I knew at that point, oh, I should probably not be flying, but I had been able to catch so many thermals and get back up and then come back down and get back up that I just kind of got like, oh, I don't need an engine that bad. I can, you know, <laughs> I don't need an engine stupid, that bad. I love stupid, it. <laughs> stupid thinking, you know, just, uh, yeah, just wanting to fly more than having brains to fly is, is basically what that was. Well, so. That's really nice that uh, you met a bunch of nice people and uh, yeah. they helped you out, even though you had a language barrier. Yeah. And uh, this is where you went through, right? Right here? Yeah, right here. This was this was the little gap. And you can see the barbed wire that I ran into there. And yeah. Wow. Uh, but here's what's cool. I did not wreck any of the equipment. Well, that's good because you said that, was, <laughs> you said that, was, you said that wasn't even yours, right? It wasn't mine. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah. really glad that everything's good, you know, and, and, you know, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy and I really, um, think is awesome is that you put this up on the internet to show people, you know, what happened. And when we see things like this crash videos, you know, it's not for people to go, you know, what a dumbass, you know, he should have done this or should have done that. It's not about what you should have, could have done. It's about what happened and how he took that. It's like all of a sudden, boom, there's no power and there's no place to go. You know, uh, every pilot is going to have a time in their career when their motor dies and you're like, oh crap, now what? And your brain just goes a million miles an hour and you try to go back to your train, try to figure out what to do, what to do. And this is what you're also talking about as far as your pilot 2.0, you know, what do you do in these situations? You know, uh, have you yeah. really, you know, what do you do? And I don't think that I would be able to do anything different. I mean, I think I would have, you know, probably almost scalped myself too, but, uh, so this is the thing in, in SIV, you don't learn muscle memory. You're, you're not doing it for long enough, right? You're just learning the, the brain. Okay, this is what I should do. But when you go back to your instructor and you, you're training every, every 
flight, hey, your training spot landings, you're training something for your muscle memory. When something crazy does happen, you can rely on your muscle memory to make the right decision. This is that whole pilot 2.0 rather than relying on the SIV again. You know, it's that kind of discussion from before. I make a lot of mistakes and, and this was certainly one of my biggest ones. Um, but I'm, I, I hope that somebody can learn. I definitely learned, you know, what not to do now. So, you know, hopefully somebody, how many times do you fly over trees with no out? I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah. It makes me rethink doing that now. You know. It's definitely risk versus a reward. I mean, yeah. I still yeah, try yeah. to fly high enough yeah. that if I do have a motor out, because I've had motor outs, yeah. you know, stupid things. I mean, everything was great, but I had the my 19 exhaust that blew up and took out my prop, you know? Yeah. How, how do you pre-flight that? You don't, <laughs> you know, um, one time, um, my, uh, my, um, my fuel line cracked a little bit so it's you know sucked up air which means that no fuel got to my carburetor how do you pre-flight something like that i mean you check it but you don't check to see if it's going to crack uh two hours later when yeah. you're flying and that's what happened two hours later it went and it cracked how do yeah. you do that so one of the things i always do is i always replace my fuel line once a year because i don't want that to ever happen again um what are some of the things that you uh, what, what are some of the takeaways, Chris, on this particular uh, incident? For me, and maybe it's different from other people watching, but for me, because I experienced it, the biggest takeaway is it doesn't matter how anxious I am to fly. I always need to do that pre-check. And I always need to gather myself and say, is this is this flight worth me leaving the ground, right? Because there's sometimes I'm so desperate to fly. I live in a very windy area in general. You know, Dallas is like windier than Chicago. So I get a lot of 10 minute flights in, right? Where I'm just leaving the ground just as the sun is like almost got the sunset, just because it's the only window where, where the wind is maybe 12 and I can get off, right? Um, and, and this it was one of those times I'm so desperate to fly that I didn't care about what was what I was doing, right? I didn't care to, to take the time and do the pre-flight, you know? And my brain was thinking, oh, I gotta get on an airplane and leave. I just wanna fly in, I just wanna get a flight in. And so for me, it's like, hey, look, take a step back and, and rethink because holy crap, I got lucky on this, I really did. This was not a, this could end up so much worse than what it did. You know, and it was it was 100% my fault. This was not mechanical error, regardless of the carburetor. It, this was 100% pilot error. The pilot should not have been. The pilot should have landed immediately when he noticed that there's a problem with the carburetor, and the pilot didn't. You know, so we really appreciate you walking us through this because yes. this video I've watched it a couple times, and you you just can't see all the things that you're telling us here all that went on and also there's other people in the chat who said hey thank you for sharing this seems like it was an inexpensive but a valuable lesson yeah and like i said i've gone through the video a couple times and i i never even imagined it i didn't realize how steep that slope was and i saw there where you were playing with the barbed wire after you landed <laughs> there it is <laughs> I don't think I saw that part of the video previously. And 
Yeah. I can only imagine walking up that switchback with a <laughs> bruised tailbone. I know. <laughs> so oh. on my on my flight home, I told the flight attendant, I'm like, I'm gonna be standing more than sitting. And everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, I stood up like three quarters of that flight, you know, just because I couldn't sit down. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're, you know, you're you're okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for walking us through this and for posting it. I mean, it's so valuable it's a great lesson for people that are like thinking about getting into paramotors to be able to look back after training and go okay i need to not be complacent i need to do the same thing over and over again i don't need to get up in the air i need to make sure the equipment is good before i launch it doesn't make any difference if all my friends are up in the air i'll stay right here and finish up my pre-flight make sure everything's good before i even start the motor and so, um part of your pre your pre-flight is that to check your um you said whether it's too lean or not because of the altitude do you do that you don't do that every time you just do that when you're changing altitudes or lz's or if you're changing a bunch of altitude right if you're going across town to fly it you don't need to do that right um just make sure your throttle works right the throttle if I would have just checked the throttle in my pre-flight, I would have remembered, oh yeah, crap. I told myself earlier to change, to fix the carb on this. And I didn't even check the throttle. I didn't care. I just wanted to get up in the air. You know, and in, in PPL, we're required or in your private license, your uh, uh, pilot license, you're required to do a pre-flight, right? You're not required in this. <laughs> so that's why a lot of times it just gets tough. Oh, we'll check this or this. And you fly so much that, you know, in the beginning, you're always doing your pre-flight. You know, as a beginner, you're just like, that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Complacency is really the sin here, right? It's the sin of complacency is what I, I failed at. So, yeah. You think maybe because this, this is considered experimental aircraft. That's why it's not certified. We don't have an end number and we don't have to have inspections. Because of that, and we are under the FAR 103, you think maybe that, uh, you know, um, a pre-flight should be, not should be, that shouldn't be part of the FAR 103 or, or what we do, but that's something that we should have like a printout that we do go through just like a pilot does to make sure everything is good before we do take a flight. Um, I know that everything that I do as far as pre-flight is, you know, pretty much in my head, but I do a post-flight also. Um, after I land, I double check everything. And once I bring it all back to the house, I will go through the whole thing. Every And every 10 hours, I pop the head off. I make sure that little exhaust port thing is clean. I make sure that the uh, that the head is clean. Um, and, I, and I change out the spark plug every 10 hours. And I tell you what, I don't have very many problems with my motor at all. But um, what do you think as far as like, you know, having a checklist, a pre-flight and a post-flight uh, and do it every single time? Well, I think it's a good idea. We're not under, we're not flying experimental aircraft. We're flying ultralight aircraft, right? So there's a difference in the, in the way that FAA categorizes us. Um, but most wing manufacturers, if you read your wing manual, there's a pre-flight in there. Most people don't even read their wing manual, right? Can you tell me, right? Can you tell me exactly what your wing is made out of? Probably not. Most people can have no clue what, what fabrics their wing are made out of, right? So they don't know really the care of their, of their the fabric. And the fabric difference in care is huge. There it is a huge difference. 
In fact, just between the upper side and the lower side of your wing, the care is different, right? What kind of care um, are you talking about? What, what what do you do? I mean, do you throw it in the washer and dryer and uh, <laughs> or do you hang it out on the line? What do you do? To be, to be safe, use water and a cloth only when you're cleaning your wing. That's the safest way, right? But a lot of people spray Scotchgard on their wing, right? So what kind of fabrics should you not put Scotchgard on, right? Well, there's, there's a huge list of those. Porchers um, gives a list of, of what you should be doing with your, with your wing care. So um, everybody, I think, should visit the Porcher site. And, and uh, How do you spell that? P-O-R-C-H-E-R. And they'll go over their different fabrics and how to care for those different fabrics, right? Lines, huge importance to lines, right? Um, do you know that um, Dyneema, if you're flying Dyneema lines, that um, if you get them hot or wet, they won't stretch and come back to the normal length. You think this is not a big deal, but is it actually a big deal because there are longer lines and shorter lines and throwing that tilt out is, is a big deal. Uh, Aramid or, or um, Kevlar doesn't do that, right? So Kevlar tends to fray and Dyneema doesn't tend to fray. So there's a lot of things in, in wings and stuff that we kind of take for granted. But if you just read your manual, you'll see that there's a pre-flight in there. Actually doing that pre-flight is, is another story though. And that's kind of what we're, I think, complacency, regardless of where, where that complacency is, is really what, what got me. And I think it's, I see a lot of other pilots doing the same thing. So. Um, for all the people in the super chat, do you guys do pre-flights? Of course, on your motor you do, but do you actually do a pre-flight on your wing? Um, let's see, uh, lift paramotor said never had a motor out, knock on wood which means that this weekend coming up, you're probably going to have a motor out. So be careful. All right. Um, Pre-flight discussion. Really good says fly, fly swamper. Uh, although the pre-flight discussion is good. I would submit that main oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm a says main learning Darn. here should be better. Shouldn't be better pre-flight. Should be better choice of flight flight path. Yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with them. I think it's uh, I, the pre-flight would have would have caught me on the uh, and so I wouldn't have had the engine out. But that's really wasn't my my whole problem. My whole problem was complacency. I didn't care. I just wanted to flight in. And he's right about the, the the flight path. Not not having great outs. Using thermals to get up instead of using the engine to get up. Just not having flotation over water. I mean, there's a thousand things that that were just absolutely wrong about this flight. And so, yeah, I don't disagree with him at all. Well, I definitely appreciate you a lot for sharing this and going over it with us. Um, and I know that we don't need to, you know, continue to to talk about this. And, and this is not about failure of a pilot. This is about, you know, um, going to that 2.0. You know, 2.0 is pre-flighting your your motor pre-flighting your wing do a post-flight on your motor do a post-flight on your wing that right there is is uh is your pilot 2.0 you know i mean it's not doesn't have to be flying it can be all about you know taking care of or better take better care of your equipment yeah but i think pilot 2.0 really needs to improve skill level too i don't i think improving skill level is something i don't see enough of in pilots and so i I think the community's kind of lax there. 
I think the community is overboard with, um, and I mean overboard with worrying about um, the FAA coming down with rules against us and regulations and that kind of thing. And, and I would say I would be less worried about that and more worried about the skill of the piloting of the community as a whole than worrying about what the FAA is going to do. You know, if we all tried to become a better pilot and if we were all self-regulating like we should be, we wouldn't have an issue worrying about regulations coming down. So um, what I see the lack in in the community is the, is the, is the increased skill level. You know, people get to this plateau and then they stay at this plateau. And I see 90% of the pilots are right here. They, there needs to be an uphill climb continually on your, on your skills. doesn't mean you're introducing any more danger. It just means you're, you're introducing better skill. Interesting. We are rolling up on nine o'clock. Unbelievable how, how time just flies like we do with paramotors just goes just like on the pre, uh, on the pre-show i was saying if i didn't do this show every monday a month would go by and i'd be like well, what the hell just happened to that month you know it's like i thought we just did the show and all of a sudden it's like it's monday already it's like where did this week go it's unbelievable how time just leaves us um i, I don't want to keep you here longer than you need to uh you want to wrap it up in the next 15 minutes and and uh, call it a day at nine o'clock or do you want to continue to just talk as long as it flows it's up to you bud i i've got nowhere to be i'm already at home so i'm good i have nowhere to be either <laughs> as long as my wife doesn't come in here and say i'm going to bed you gotta go quiet um no she's never mean like that she's always nice and gives me hugs and kisses and says you're good and i love you seriously she's a great woman no, really, she is. No, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, um, I love to do these podcasts as long as, you know, we're able to keep it flowing and we don't lose anybody in the super chat. Um, matter of fact, how many likes we have? We have 16 likes and 21 views. So if you're able to hit that little thumbs up, uh, we definitely appreciate it. it really helps a lot. Um, Let's go ahead and go through the super chat and say hello to everybody because it has been a minute since we since we said that. So we'll go back up to where Nick Griffith donated five bucks uh, to the super chat. Definitely uh, appreciate you, Nick. Um, we got Gen C and you know I need it. I need these things. That really sucks. We got Gen C, uh, Nick Griffith, um, Eric PPG, Lear, Shannon Brooks, uh, Lift Paramotor Care PPG, Jim Sonard from. Canada, eh? Um, lots of chatting back and forth. Flying Flamingo Jade is in the house. What's up, Jade? Good to see you. Bill H. Shane Wyman, Daniel Roosh, Lift Paramotor again. Tommy Sutherland. Um, uh, wow, just so much chatting going on over here. I wish I, I wish I was able to just sit here and watch all the chat. Uh, Jen C, Travis D., uh, Angela Preslick. Hi, friends. I see you. Um, who else do we have in here? James. Um, let's see. Who else is in here? I'm scrolling down. Lots of chatting. I really, I love it. I, I'm, I, you know what? Uh, the next day, I go through and watch everything uh, and, and go through the, the chat list, which is really awesome. Steve Packard. Jen C. Angela Preslick, Tony Marzano, Bill H, 
and just keeps on going on and on and on. If I missed you, I'm really super sorry. I'm going to scroll down all the way to the end now. Um, I think Mark George was in the house too. Shane Wyman just said something to us. Would you say, I'm finally back. Welcome back, Shane. Um, and lots of questions, lots of talking. So thank you very much for, for, for hanging out. Uh, C. Mahoney. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late to the party, but my ET is 1 a.m. on Thursday. Oh, is that going to be okay? Will the field be open to park camp at uh, Bad Apples? Um, as far as I know, because I'm going to be there at Thursday also. So hopefully um, we will all hang out and I'll say what's up over at Bad Apples. Um, anyways, uh, did I miss anything, Mr. Jim? Everything's good. Are you munching on something? Uh, maple syrup, ma ma maple syrup money. <laughs> oh, you're going green. Good for you, bud. Well, what else is going on with uh, with you, uh, Chris? As far as the companies, I know that you got a lot of companies that you're running. You uh, going all over the United States and all over the world, apparently setting up different things. Um, just absolutely amazing all the stuff you do. Anything else going on that, that we didn't touch on by any chance? My daughter, this is the the, mo the best news I've had in a long time. My daughter is getting married. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. When's, when's the big day? Huge, uh, thing. So I'm not sure yet. Okay. Um, she, does her, does she, she fly? Was, uh, no, actually, she's been begging me to take her up on tandem, right? If I do, I have to do it out of the country because I don't have my tandem exemption here in the States yet. Gotcha. So I might actually just bring her down to Columbia and fly her there or something or, or get, you know, somebody I know here to fly her around. Um, I you taught my son. Your, you don't need your exemption over in Columbia? There is no, I don't think there is an exemption. There's a license. Rules are a little different there. Rules are a little different. Um, okay. I've asked, I don't quite understand. Basically, they told me this, stay away from air traffic. Like stay away from airports, stay away from cities. Nobody will bother you. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like over here too. If you're not around cities or airports yeah. and you're just out in fields, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody will bother you. So um okay. Yeah. So and I and and I want to also do free flight uh as well. And so I that's why I've been spending a lot of time there. Just the the instruction I'm getting over there is amazing. Um I taught my son how to fly um last year, or maybe it was yeah, about last year. Uh, free flight or motor? Motor. Free flight or motor? Oh, really? Both. Motor. Wow. Motor. Um, yeah, he's now at the university. He's a freshman at Purdue now. Um, Congratulations. So he'll be coming to Bad Apples. Uh, oh. Whether he'll fly or not, I'm not sure because it's been about a year since he's flown. And that's not someplace you want to learn, you know, or relearn. That's not that's not a learning thing while you're flying. Too much traffic. So yeah. he'll, he'll probably just hang out. Uh, but my daughter's been begging me to take her up. So I think, uh, awesome. yeah, I just need to, I just need to actually spend more time at a school. Maybe I'll hit up, uh, Noah. I think Noah, uh, Rochetta does, um, tandem lessons, I think, doesn't he? Is it Nick or Noah that does the tandem lessons? One of those guys does. I think I may, might hit them up and, and, and do some tandem lessons and get my exemption there. I guess we so, can ask people in the super chat, uh, everybody in the super chat, uh where would you go or where would you recommend to go get your tandem exemption keep um, in mind it's foot launch i'm not interested in trike not interested okay. 
Yeah. Oh, you don't track it all then? No, I, I, I just, I have this thing, right? Where is if I'm, I'm, I'm old, Sean, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I'm older and, than, and it's I'm one older of those, than you, buddy. It's one of those things where as soon as I start getting on track, I, it's kind of like, a, I've like, it's a mental thing for me, right? So it you says, think that once you start triking, you won't want to go back to foot launch? No, no. It's just that I'll have an excuse not to foot launch and a nil wind. There are times where, you know, nil wind is tough, right? And there are times where you blow launches and you're just like, oh, I hate this. And if you had a trike, you would just be like, well, it's nil wind. And I know I can get up with the trike, no issue without, you know, expanding any energy. It's that mental thing for me. I'm just trying to stay away from trikes as long as possible, just because I know the inevitable will hit me eventually. Um, and, and while I have the legs, I, I definitely want to use them. So I want to do tandem foot launch, even though I know tandem foot launch is like a disaster waiting to happen just because you, I've seen enough of those videos to where yeah. it's like, oh gosh, it's one of those things where you really should just kind of, you know, do it as long as you got a good helper wind, you know, yeah. no wind tandem foot launches are, they never end up. A, <laughs> they never no, end I've up seen good. a bunch of those videos too, but yeah. you know, here's something, you know, get yourself like a retractor trike, not an actual trike itself, but like <laughs> something that you can bolt onto your foot launch. And that way, like when bad apples rolls around, I say, know. I'm going I'm I'm to take my, my trike thing and I'm going to, you know, drive myself to the other side of the field and I can unbolt it and fly from there, go fly around foot launch, <laughs> land there, bolt back on and drive back over instead of walking, you know, uh, your, your paramotor, you know, how, how hard it is walking a paramotor. It, it, it wears you out. So you, I think you know, that's the way to go. Yeah. But sometimes that's the only exercise I'll get all day. You know, is it, it just because, you know, what I do, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm behind that computer all day long. So sometimes walking my paramotor is the only exercise I'll get that day. I don't want to give it up yet. You know, I, you know who Mr. Lojack is? You, you watch, you watch his stuff. Lojack. Um, I can't um, remember his Wojnarek um, or something. He's a Polish guy, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. Lojack. Okay. If you I, don't I, know his channel, look it up. He's, he's a Dudek. Um, uh experimental pilot right so he's a um uh he's a team pilot for dudek and he's also does all of their um um test piloting and stuff i mean the guy is world champion x times over he is an insanely awesome pilot in fact i, I mean i don't think there's a better uh, motor pilot out there than mr lojack and he once in a while will take a trike you know, and uh, I've seen him do slalom courses with a trike. It's amazing, his skill. So I think that, well, you know, if he can do a trike, so can I, but I still don't want to. <laughs> I want to stay away from those as long as possible. So no. uh, it, it, there's not really a lot of places that really allow you to fly a trike. I mean, it really has to be, you know, open, uh, flat um so i don't really i mean i don't trike a lot uh usually when i take the students over to the 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 sod farm you know yeah i'll bolt it on and you know tool, tool around and and do some triking and stuff but all in all i still foot launch a uh, majority of the time and uh nil wind launches you know because we do the power you know nil wind it's still 10 12 steps and, and you're in the air so 
and you better you better commit and run as hard as you can. And every time I foot launch and there's no win, I'm like, ah, I gotta lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way too. <laughs> yeah, gotta lose some yeah. weight. Yeah, it's hard at this age though. It's tough, you know. It's tough. And like I said, I'm still older than you, dude. <laughs> You're you're just that well, you young. Know, you're you just know. that oh, young. Yeah. Okay. Guy. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. We got 24 likes and 22 people watching. So thank you very much, guys, for hitting that thumbs up. That really does help a lot. We definitely appreciate you guys. Um, it's rolling up on nine o'clock. Um, what else uh, is going on with Paraswag? Anything in the in the works other than the the really cool uh, prop that you got going on? Anything else? I know that you guys have that. Uh, what are some of the things that that you over at Paraswag USA has that's really neat, like the the hub, you know, the one click yeah, hub? Yeah. You pull it off, put a new prop on, click it on. There's no more bolts to turn. You know, what are some of the cool things that we can find over at Paraswagusa.com? Well, Paraswag has um, a couple different quick release hubs. The one that I like is the is the 100% aluminum one that twists on and off, right? I like that way better than the quick release one. Um, the cool thing that Paraswag has is um, Mark is always coming up with cool, with really cool ideas. You know, the uh, drill batteries, you know, the battery for a drill. Right. 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 Um, he's got a setup to where you use that and you can just take it off and charge it for, for the electric start for Viterazi engines. Nice. Yeah. So you just plug in your battery and your and your electric start, and you need to charge it. You take it off. You just put it in the drill charger. You know, it comes with a charger. It comes with everything you need. It's just a one kit, and it's a yeah. I mean, stuff like that. You know, just really cool stuff. Um, the strobes, right? He's been working with uh, Philip on on some killer strobes that go in your wingtips. You know, to do a, a red, a green, and they all strobe at the same time um he's which are there. much lighter than the ppg smoke ones that uh we're doing yeah. the same thing yeah and better built too i i bought some of those i don't like the ppg smoke ones uh i love their chase cams though by the way um they don't sell them anymore what yeah that's not true really they don't sell them anymore no more, Why? more chase cams i don't know but i've been printing them out on the 3d printers i'll be bringing some over to the uh, uh to bad apples because i printed out some with wings interesting and, i want and, to see the ones with wings so, yeah. so they have so they have a vertical and a lower you know um fin and then they have the wings for more stability yeah. pretty cool um yeah so i mean mark has always always got some cool stuff that he's working on and, and experimenting stuff with and, and just um some of the stuff's like not even on the website just you know talk to mark and, and mark would be able to hook you up if, if you're looking for anything particular and if he can't get it, he can tell you where to get it at or, or whatever. But yeah, he's a he's a tinkerer himself. So he's constantly coming up with some cool inventions and stuff. So interesting. I'm looking yeah. in the super chat right now. And uh, Shane Wyman said I'll be 49 next Tuesday. So happy birthday to you, Shane Wyman. Um, Whisper Jet America said any chance we'll see a 36 inch diameter motor? Yeah, that would be about 88 centimeters. I, that's kind of, a, you think that's in reference to a motor or a prop? I'm not sure. Uh, can you uh, 
let us know whisper jet america is, is 30 set 36 inch diameter motor are we talking about a prop or are you talking about the size of the motor itself oh i see uh, jim already said more information please okay yeah oh uh efi also if you're looking for a bolt-on efi talk to mark george as well right really and yeah. tony marzano just said uh could that battery run a fuel pump if you do have an efi so the efi actually had the one that mark can get is um like i said mark knows way more about this i just take out the trash um it has its own alternator and everything and it can charge your battery yeah wow well that's yeah. spectacular yeah. yeah it's a little tiny alternator that runs off the belt mm -hmm. yeah the whole thing is just cool really cool yeah no carb i love the idea of never, never having a carburetor you know? oh my god i want i want efi so bad yeah. because so you know vitarazzi's vitarazzi's already already released it at the at the paramotor championships in brazil we won't see it for a, a bit in the market but um yeah if you want to take your old motor and put efi on it talk to mark george he'll 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 know he knows how to do it you know he can get all the parts for you and everything so so is it like an easy thing to do DIY or is it something that Mark George and Paraswag will have to do or how does that work as far as the EFI is concerned? Uh, no, it'll be do it yourself, you know. Um, the, the, I've seen it and I wanted to put it on mine and I just haven't seen Mark since. Um, but I have two motors that I really want to put EFI on. Um, so I need to sit down with Mark myself and say, hey, how do I do this? But I don't think he's got it as a full here you buy everything and it's just a you know quick 30 minute job but i think he's working on getting that done so it's like a one-stop shop you just buy it and you just bolt it on type of thing but i know that's coming down the pipe and as far as parasite goes so. i'm gonna have to talk to mark about that i have not talked yeah. with mark in a while he's been all over the place doing all sorts of yeah. flyings and having fun and stuff and you know mark is teaching flying now too yeah, he's he's down with um, uh, Ron Turan at Lone Star Paramotor teaching, so he's getting in his, his instructor uh, license and everything. So um, yeah, interesting. Mark, yeah. Mark eats, sleeps, and drinks um, paramotor at this point. I think a lot of us do. Uh, Whispered Jet America said the size of the back, not the motor itself, but the cage size. Um. Yeah, well, so there is that mini mod that's out there that's from Europe, and it's got a smaller cage size with a very small prop, but it's also got a very small fuel tank. So and, is it is it similar to those uh, small motors that are on the uh, free flight um, harness that is electric type of thing? Is it small like that electric one that people are putting on their free free flight harness? Or the, the little motor, yeah, the power pods. Man, I would yeah. love to get one of those. Those sound cool. No, well, those are kind of those are different. They're like a ducted fan type idea, but the mini mod is like is a paramotor, which is very compact, very small. And what is it called, Jim? Mini mod. M i n i m o t. M o t. Yeah. Mini mod. Okay. I'll have to look into that. That sounds interesting. And and that's just a smaller motor with a it's small. A, it's a smaller motor with a smaller prop, and it has a smaller fuel tank to reduce the air uh, 
aerodynamics make the aerodynamics better so that if you can take off with it with a heavier weight, you can take off of it with it. Like 200 pound person can do that. But so is uh, it like an Adam 80, something like that, or what? Because I, I haven't I, seen that. I guess I need to look and, and see what, what it shows, but is it is it smaller than an Adam 80? Because no, I don't think it is, but okay. we'll have to look. So what is the advantage of it though, Jim? I mean, what's the purpose? I think the idea is so that you can get up and be able to catch thermals and then go thermally. Gotcha. More so okay. Than oh, okay. Anything. Yeah. So it's that hybrid idea then. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I just searched for a mini mutt and it says the smallest and lightest paramotor. Um, my internet's not the best in the world right now, so I clicked it and it's still just sitting here. So it's almost it feels like I'm on dial up. Remember the good old days, dial up? Yeah. 2400 um, 2, baud. The problem with it is, is that thermaling with a paramotor is, is really not the greatest because you're sitting upright. You don't get that, you're not actually reclined and plus, when you have a paramotor on you, you can't really feel the wing, you know? So it's, it's, it's not as good as an experience as free flight. So that's why I like the idea of those power pods because they're made so you're actually still in a free flight harness, um, but you have power just in case you don't live by a mountain and you can actually get up to elevation. So, so this looks like it's on a paramotor frame here, this mini mod. Yes. So I'm still wondering, like, do you really want to thermal with this? I guess you could. It's just not going to be fun, you know? Well, I mean, I thermal, I'm, I thermal with my Moster 1A5. I mean, I just get up high enough and I use um, my yeah, it's just not, 3. It's just, to, it's just not fun. I mean, if, no, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you, if you really want to thermal, you kind of want to be in a free flight harness. You actually want to feel the wing. Not not on a paramotor. You can well, do you can, it on a paramotor. It's just not. I'm wondering why it. you would choose this instead of a power pod. You know, you can use this for paramotoring. It's just you've got a very small fuel tank. I yeah. can look it up, but I, it's pretty small. It looks really small because you know, looking right here, I can see the harness, and then here's the. It looks like here's the edge of the. Uh, the frame you already. You can get a 12 liter tank on it. But it, it's it's a bigger tank. It takes up. It's not as aerodynamic the way they've set it up, and it also blocks the air from getting to the prop as easily. So then there's not as much. I guess there's not as much thrust because of that. It looked like it said it was 170 cc's. So that's not. Not a bad size engine, 170 cc's. No, it just there's that small frame that uh, that they were asking about. You know, smaller frame. I that still maybe maybe I'm just like not getting it, but I just don't see the purpose of the small frame. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But but it. but it is interesting, nonetheless. Is is to see all these different things that. That people are doing you know it's like yeah. what are people doing you know and you know what, what do they want to do and I, i've never heard of this and you know the the thing is they say it's the the smallest and lightest paramotor so you know like this that may, maybe these are for kids yeah maybe i think that would be a good idea you know for maybe, maybe that's their market is the kids and the and the maybe light females or whatever 
So yeah. yeah. Otherwise, hard. I don't see why you would want a small frame. Um, uh, you you're just better off with a power pod. Which, by the way, I think Scout, as well as that company out of, I think they're in the, in the Baltic or or close to the to Eastern Europe, was the one that made the power pod with the um, with the ducted fan. Both of them have that recline, so you're actually getting that free flight experience. You know. Yeah, I saw the PowerPod yeah. and I thought that was really awesome. I'm trying to find it on the internet as far as... I can see that thing taking off in a good five to 10 years. I can't see it. I, I think it's going to be a slow ramp up. But for those of us that live in the Midwest or in Texas like I do and wanting to free flight, um, you just don't have very many options outside of being towed up. Uh, or one of those power pods. And I know those power pods you can launch from the ground and, and at least you can get up and, and then do your free flight for the day. And you're still, there you are, and you're still reclined like you would be. And you still have a free flight harness on there. So you're not like trying to thermal with uh, with a paramotor, which um, which again, it, you can do. It's just not the it's just not the greatest experience. You know, it's better to have that free flight harness on. Yeah, and look at how tiny that is. Obviously, I assume that it is um, an electric start because I just don't know how you would start yeah. it like that. Or, um, but I did see videos of this that you know you're you're you just basically launch like it's a a, a paramotor, and yeah. then once you get up, you just put your feet in the pod. Yeah, and turn the motor off, recline yourself, and just, it looks like it's out of Russia, actually. Um, so I don't know, yeah, if, um, I don't know if the present situation is going to keep that from getting uh, to the market or not, but crap. Um, yeah. I, I know Scout was working on one, too, so I don't know where they are with, the, with that, but um, I could actually see this being a thing, maybe a niche market, but I, I, I would love to try one, you know? Let me um, re redo this because I didn't put it on the uh, um, the optimize. So David David Wolf just joined. So hey David, what's up, David Wolf? Yeah. So I see that this is one of the reasons why I do not want. I mean, the reason why I don't want to free fly mm -hmm. is because I don't want to end up in a tree, and I want to be able to you know grab the power if I need to, so I don't run into a tree. I don't want to be that guy. Well, the idea there so Sean, be, is to so this stay up work. in the air. Well, I not know, necessarily right? to stay in trees. I don't know why you're thinking, worried about trees. I, I'm worried about um, trees because I've seen a lot of videos where you know they lose lift and they end up. You know, I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The best pilots in the world are free flight pilots, not paramotor pilots. So going back to the you know the pilot 2.0. You, you if you want to increase your skill definitely ditch the motor and do some free flight because you'll be you'll definitely be a better pilot for it i like towing um, i like to be towed up and fly around you know the the yeah. to me the the chances it, it, i think it's risk versus reward you know um, well i would also say it has to do with where you're launching right so right. where i launch in free flight in colombia is is that uh city of it's san felix which is overlooking medellin and there's, there's the top landing where you're at, which there's no trees. I mean, there's a big area for top landing, which is what you're supposed to do. But if you, if you just happen not to catch thermals and you have to land down at the bottom, there's a big open area there for you to, to do it as well. Uh, it's just like a motor uh, as far as staying away from trees. Just make sure that you have 
um, you have your outs. You know, it's the same thing. You don't you don't want to land in trees with a motor, but what if you have a motor out? You know, it's it's basically just managing your flight, uh, just like you would with a motor, but you don't you just don't have the power behind you. You have to use the power of the of the earth and the wind. You know, both dynamic and thermal. But I could so. see myself free flying like this with the opportunity of free flying but if i get myself in trouble or if i'm too far away from the lz or you know the wind is taking me you know 100 miles past my lz i want to be able to land where i want to land and this would give me the opportunity to land where i, I want to land i really think you should try free flight because it's not an option it's not a thing of if i if the wind is going the wrong way and i go that's not it. Like you're not going to be blown off course. If you choose not to go off course, as far as your flight management goes, you, you design your flight before you leave um, where you're going from. Right. Most of the time you're landing exactly where you took off from. You, you want to top land. Right. Um, and that's the idea. You just go around, you catch a thermal, you get a little height, you go around, you catch another thermal, you get a little height and you just land where you took off from. Mm -hmm. That's really free flight. It's, you know, I would probably say 90% of all free flights are landing and, and taking off exactly where you, where you, where you at the same place. It's the XC flight. It's those cross country flights that you're landing off somewhere else. And in those that take a lot of planning, because you've got to plan where you're going to go and what, you know, that kind of thing. But when you're learning the sport, you're certainly not, you're not, um, going from point a to point b you're, you're staying exactly at point a so i've done a little free flying but i've seen people that you know get up there really high and they and they try to go as far as they can i i know that i've traveled uh many miles trying you know picking up people that have you know um, gone up and you know tried to go many miles away free flying Mm -hmm. which sounds fun, but I don't want to wait for someone to pick me up. I don't want to have to go up to the top of a mountain and wait for the right conditions. I really like the, you know, if I want to free fly, I can go out to any LZ that I'm already at and use this, this pod, this, uh, this flying pod thing with a motor yeah. on it. That yeah. to me sounds like I would I, love to do that. I I think that they're they're on to something there. I definitely agree with you. And especially if you're if you're not if you don't live by the mountains, if you're in the Midwest, this is this is, seems like it would be a cool thing for you, you know. Uh, and it looks, you know, from their video, it looks like they figured out a lot of stuff. I just hope that um, I hope that it makes it to the market, you know. I hope uh, so too. Or if they don't, and like I hope Scout makes it to the market or somebody, you know. So. But, but here's that little motor. Yeah, with the little frame that yeah. uh, that was that we that we um, yeah. were, were asked about, and we found it for you guys. I I would love this. I wonder how much it costs. One yeah, of the I don't things even know that, if, if you can buy it, can you? I don't know. No, it's not available yet. No. It's it's a ways away. It, it's a ways away. Okay, so it's a two-stroke, twenty-five horsepower. And 25 horsepower is the same as a, what, Moster 185? Yeah, about. Yeah, so it's a pretty powerful little motor. Probably not as um, not as efficient, though, just because it just doesn't have the... I was talking to a guy here the other day, and he's looking at getting into the sport. And it, it's a common question. It's like, 
people think that the smaller the cage, the smaller the everything, the lighter it'll be. For some reason, they feel that it is impossible to carry these things if they're a small person, or even if they maybe not in as good a shape as other people. But really, it's not that heavy. Like these things are quite light when you when you first get them on, and after be, having them on your back for a, a little while, once you've gone through training, your muscles have developed to such a stage where you can keep them up no problem. I remember when I first started paramotoring, I could barely handle the thrust coming from that Monster 185, and now I'm like, cool, I'm at 8600. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just standing up and, and running it before you take off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was having a hard time dealing with 6500. And I actually was commenting to my wife here the other day, I've got my two le my legs, both of them have substantially different muscle composition. Like one of them is really beefy at the top and the other one has got muscles that go right down to the knee. And I'm wondering to myself, how did this happen? I've you never got, seen that before. You got some beefy legs. You know what? For So now I'm going to say that your money smells like maple syrup and you got beefy legs. Thank you. All right. So I'll keep my mouth shut. No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I, I love my friends. <laughs> Oh but my yeah, God. it's not a big deal. It doesn't take long to develop the muscles yeah. and to get it. And the hardest part of learning the paramotor is the training. That's where you you end up, you got that wing above you and you walk and you're running two football fields with the wing above you. But once you're flying, you never have to do that again. Looks like Eric, Eric Lear posted a uh, Facebook group link in the chat for all the people that are going to bad apples um paramotor stuff for sale at bad apples oh okay so you can join the group it's uh on facebook and it's uh that's pretty cool let me let me go ahead and share it real quick so you can see it uh thank you eric for for sharing that with us um it looks like paramotor stuff for sale at bad apples there's 38 members right now it looks like um they're going to be selling stuff at Bad Apples, and of course, everyone that's joined is probably going to be going to Bad Apples. So you know, now that we have David in the chat, if you had any questions about Bad Apples, he's the guy who would definitely know. Absolutely. Um, if you want to, David, um, you still Wait, have the go link. back. I saw some cool socks. Go back up. Oh my go God! Paramotor socks. Oh. Look at that. Jade, I'm gonna have to hit Jade up. Ah, Look at that's those from socks. Jade yesterday from Tomahawk, Tomahawk Tees. There it is, Tomahawk Tees. Cool. Yeah, so make sure you run over to Jade. Uh, oh my Tomahawk God. Tees. There's Tomahawk Tees. Chris's face is like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't blame you. Hey, Lift Paramotor wants to know if Chris has had a chance to fly the Go Flare mustache. No, no. 
um, you know, those things are starting to become extremely popular, um, especially with um, especially with free flight. Those, those mustache, uh, I have not even had the chance to touch one yet. Um, would love to get my hands on one though. Awesome. Wow, it's going on nine thirty already. We're we're just. We're just rolling through tonight. I just cannot believe how quickly the time is going by. Um, how many people we still have in this stream? I haven't even checked that yet. I've been looking at all these other things. Um, Chris, have you had the chance to go? Okay, I just saw that. Uh, you better be there Wednesday too. You missed Ladies Night last week. TomahawkTees.com. Absolutely. Walter's in the chat. Walter, Walter. Walter from Australia. So you know what's good about when Walter says hello? We know that tomorrow is coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. And the koala bears. And the koala bears are so adorable. <laughs> so adorable. There, there is a place that I would love to go from coast to coast. You know, fly yeah. from like Perth to, even if you just end up in like, sydney or something like that rather than going up to the gold coast or whatever but that would be a great flight just over the the bush you know you you'd need to that flight or um uh, mongolia i think those would be the two bucket list flights if you ever wanted to do uh some cool cross-country stuff both you would need support with but um Walter, if you ever want to be my support guy, I'll definitely head down south to Oz. And it's been a few years since I've been there and do something like that. That would be fun. You know what? Maybe we should um, bring some people on real quick. I mean, it is almost 930. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, stay on until midnight, but um, I can put our uh, our information as far as Zoom in the super chat. If you want to jump on and hang with us for the next 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, you're more than welcome to. So uh, here's the, the Zoom meeting. Uh, you can click the link and it goes straight to it, or you can use the meeting ID and passcode and uh, log into Zoom and you will hang out with all of us if you want to. So, all right, it is now in the super chat so join us i'm going to add a waiting room so when you join uh, just hold on a second i'll let you in we had an issue where i just opened it up and had the craziest thing that happened remember all those people that just jumped in for no reason and started causing some havoc so we have the waiting room now um jim anything else going on in the super chat that i missed <laughs> lift paramotor says that he's been he's gone from coast to coast at the outer banks. Would that be like going coast to 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 coast or isn't there a lot of coasts in the outer banks? Uh -huh. <laughs> I would say. We got a big coast. We got a big coastline here. Not not what so is, much what is what how how wide is the outer banks at the widest point? It's only got to be a couple miles if that, right? Yeah. Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> but at least you can the, say he's we're talking about the outer coast. banks. Like we're talking about <laughs> outer banks over at like North Carolina outer banks. Yeah. I think that's what he's talking that's about. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and Walter says, he's your man. You want to go coast to coast in Oz? You'll make it happen. 
We'd love to do that. We'd love to do that. Yeah. I'd love to be part of that. Man, yeah. that would be awesome. That would be an epic trip. That's for sure. Yeah. As long as there's that. no pandemic in the middle of it, because Australia is not the place you want to be in a pandemic. No, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. Didn't they just close down China again? They just closed down something else. I, I, I saw. Uh, yeah, something not good over there. Yeah, not good at all. Well, um, no one's jumping on, so maybe no one wants to chat with us. So, oh, that's right. There's a little bit of lag, so maybe it, it'll be a minute before they actually see what we're talking about here. Um, anything else, Jim or Linda? Any other questions or anything? No, this was fun. It's fun. I, I'm, I'm just like so chilled tonight. Just hanging with you guys. Thank you, Chris, for coming. You know, hanging with us tonight. Yeah. Well, thanks for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you're willing to share it, but people were wondering where you kept disappearing to. Oh. <laughs> Who? Well, Chris? first of all, I Who? had made dinner, so. Oh, I oh, you, Linda. Okay. Who? Dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. You know, I just I get on the show, and then you know I listen to you guys and everything. So then you know, family calls. Yes, sister, what? Yes. Hi, Mom. Yes, that's my, that's my oh, Monday. <laughs> now everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I always tell them, I have a show. Don't call me. <laughs> I'm not a show. <laughs> well, it seems like everything kind of uh, slowed down. We don't have any more questions in the Super Chat. No one wants to jump on. We're losing viewers. We're down to 20 viewers, but we have 25 likes, which is good. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, lift paramotor. Um, I hope to fly with you too. And fly swamper. I am just east of Dallas. East of Dallas. Yeah. Was there something in the super chat that I missed? Uh, I don't know what super chat is. It was just in the regular <laughs> chat. Oh yeah, that, that's oh, that's that, chat. that's yeah. the yeah the regular oh, chat is okay. a super chat. Yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> But I they're mean, all super, don't know if you're starting to come. <laughs> yeah, you can say the super chat because they're all my super uh, chat. Well, I didn't maybe, know if he was going kind of like super training or something. Super <laughs> chat. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I never even thought of that. <laughs> never they're even thought like of that. But yeah. chatter trainers. I mean, that's what they call it, super chat. So I don't know. Um, I, well, I think that's when the super chat says, you know, like when you. When they say, "Oh, someone just gave to the super chat." Yeah. Yeah, you know, like when they say, "I got ten dollars." Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Fly Swamper, I don't know where Katie is. I guess I can look it up. Uh, if you're yeah, ever in the Dallas, if you're oh, okay, if you're ever in the Dallas area, let me know. I've got an LZ just right outside my house, um, and I'm in Terrell. If you know where that is, about an hour east of Dallas, half an hour depending on the traffic. Um, I'm down to Houston quite a bit, so uh, especially down um, Galveston area. So, yeah. Cliff Bearmer says, want to jump on, but girlfriend just pulled in. I understand. Take care of the girlfriend. <laughs> Why be here with us when you can be with the girlfriend? I understand. It's all good. Matter of fact, I probably need to uh, uh, wrap this up also because the wife is going to be going to bed soon. Wife, are you still up or are you going to bed? I think she's in bed. I don't hear her. 
So I probably need to be quiet too because she's got to work tomorrow. She got a really good oh. job at the bank. Oh, okay. So she works at the bank and I fly paramotors. So who has Your the job? better job? Who has the better job? <laughs> hmm. Let's think about this. I know. Hmm. I fly paramotors, work Gosh. at a bank, no windows, no. crunching numbers. Oh, it's just so not me. Uh. All I can say is God bless her. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So we probably need to wrap this up. But uh, anyways, Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I know that we could talk probably another My phone's couple. already of... going nuts. I told you. That's what they do. Yeah. I know that we could probably talk for another couple hours. I mean, we 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 just yappity yap yap and talk about paramotors. Matter of fact, um, I was on the phone with a bunch of different, a couple different people. Uh, a new person that I haven't talked to on the phone got up with me, and we started talking. Um, Chuck, I think I put him in the the uh, thing. He also runs the um, uh, the pair the it's it's oh shoot soaring high, soaring sky. Oh shoot, what is it? What was Chuck's uh, podcast? I was going to mention it on here, and I forgot. I, I'm saying it wrong, I think. Let me scroll up real quick. It's, let's see. It's fl flying high. Chuck, are you there? What was it? Um, Soaringthesky.com. He, he runs that um, podcast. It's about soaring uh, the big um, fixed wing non-powered the what do you call those gliders they're called gliders thank you those big words yes the <laughs> gliders so he's flying those gliders and he's been doing that for the last three years and uh, he has a podcast um and we just we we jumped on the phone we just talked for hours and hours and we we don't even fly the same thing but we're you know still fly which is really awesome so yeah soaring the sky hey there he is soaring the sky what's up buddy i'm glad you saw me uh, i saw this great chatting with you today so yes soaring the sky <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had an old grandpa uh, a fart going on here and i just couldn't remember that's my bad but yeah thank yeah, you yeah in the sky glad you joined us bud just in time oh. for me to close this down <laughs> Robert just messaged me. He just texted me and he said he just got done flying. And, what? Uh, he said it was it's... epic. Oh, I bet. It's 930 so I here. Can't wait to see the video. Where's he flying? He's flying in California, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm San Diego. He flies so out of Torrey Pines. Yeah. Tor he usually flies at Torrey Pine or Blackland. That's why it's so hard to get people to watch these live podcasts because everyone's flying and i understand you yeah. know i mean if it wasn't raining and tornadic right now i'd probably be flying too but hey send it you know the tornado will get you up there quick no all right yeah. we tried exactly. well, yeah i just asked him where he flew but I, i'm thinking he usually flies at blossom so man because i said come on jump in the zoom like a little bit earlier and he just touched me so i just landed had an epic flight that's that my boy awesome Hey, so so I'm I'm, I'm wondering, guys, uh, that that's still here uh, in the super chat and here at the panel, uh, podcast during the summertime when it's when there's plenty of time to to fly and stuff like that. Do you guys still want us to do these podcasts, or do you want to just you know no podcast during the summertime and and pick it up you know in the fall and stuff? What do you guys think? Let us know in the super chat. 
Um, while you guys are thinking about that, let me go ahead and uh, give it up to Jim real quick. I know that we quickly went through and uh, just said hi to you, but uh, how many flights have you got in today or so far up to today? 114. Wow, 114. Uh, what's the average temperature up there right now in Canada? Oh, man, it was so warm here today. I don't know what it was in Fahrenheit, but it was it was like 17 degrees. So. Seven, 17 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit is what? Super chat. Let us know. I don't know. Um, actually, Chris probably has a good brain and could just figure that one out. It's in the 60s. It's wow. in the 60s, right? So Celsius, take d double it and then add 32 and you'll be roughly there in the area, right? So. Dang. Mm -hmm. You're a walking weather channel there. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even think that. Quick. Chris is a cool cat. Of the, yeah, I, I could just be putting that on Facebook. Well, I walked today and the weather was, yeah, whatever you find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris is a cool, cool cat. Um, what was it? Uh, bad apples or moonshiners that we hung out for a while? Was it? Bad apples? I've seen you at both, actually. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bad apples. Yeah, you drove to bad apples. Right. Uh, and you stayed with um, the Lears, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was bad apples. And then I came over and I was hanging, I was hanging out with you and Mark in, uh, in the trailer for a little bit, too. And we talked about cool paramotor stuff and all the cool mm -hmm. things that you were going to be doing in the future. And here it is. It's come to fruition. Everything's well, let's, let's do it again at, uh, let's do it again at bad apples this year too. I'm excited about bad apples this year. I am too. I wasn't excited last year. Cause I was just like, yeah, it's another fly-in. But once you've experienced bad apples, you just got to go back there. Right. That, that is a, that is a really good fly-in. It's a great, uh, a great field. I mean, oh, it's like a golf course field. So yeah, yeah. It's like our, it's like our uh, sod farm. It's just cut grass as far as I can see, and go anywhere you want to, and fly anywhere. And then the uh, the the granite or the uh, open pit or uh, mm -hmm. the the mine or whatever they call it over there. Yeah, there's two was, of them up there. Yeah, so beautiful. the The waters were just beautiful, turquoise and different colors, and flying over them is just amazing. I I love flying over those uh, those granite mines or whatever they call them. See, it's getting too late. I'm, I'm getting tired. My, my brain's not functioning like it should. It's not at peak performance. Getting up at four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock, that's where my peak performance is, not at 9.30 at night. I'm, <laughs> I'm boy, oh boy. I remember those days, getting up for work three o'clock in the morning. Well, I, I tell, I tell, I tell all the by five o'clock. It's just, it just for my, my students are, uh, I'm available for my students seven days a week from sunup to sundown. And that can be for flying, that can be coming over and just going over um, weather, weather apps, going over um, airspace. It can be just upping our knowledge. It could be trivia, it can be, you know, going over FAR 103, it, it's anything. So I am nonstop from sunup to sundown, seven days a week, all about paramotors. And I absolutely love it. I cannot imagine doing anything else. Can't imagine doing anything else. I'm getting, I'm getting pretty darn good. And, and we still managed to get it together on Mondays. Well, that's because of you. You you help me out, you know, and Jim helps me out. And like, we'll fly and the Leers. Yep. I wouldn't, hey. 
Couldn't do Don't this without you guys. We have a show on Monday. No, <laughs> Could not do it without you guys. I, I absolutely love doing this. I love everything. Hey, did you know we got some uh, new, we got some people that we are going to be interviewing over the next month. Do you have that list or you want me to grab my list of the people that are, that we're well, going to interview gonna, this, our this guest month? for the month? Yeah. Oh, I got it on my calendar. You got it right there? Okay. Because I got on my See, I'm like her. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I got to write down everything on paper. Um, I'm not really a digital guy you yet. Know. I guess I could. So what's who's next week? We have, um, this is the guest that Jim invited. Jim, this, this guy is your, um, is your instructor, right? Aaron? Yeah. Aaron. Aaron Hack. How do you say his name? Aaron Hackle? They're very well said. All That's right. how and, I would say it. And and you're yeah, well, he trained you. You better said it. You better did you just say yo dude or did you use his name? <laughs> but you're gonna be on next week too, right? So you guys can talk about what how you all I trained. Hope so. Good. Yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. And then um the following Monday we have um Mark and Elena Honeycutt. Woo, we got the gonna honey be on board, and that's gonna be a great show. And that's right after Bad Apples that Monday, right after Bad Apples. And I believe, um, I believe Brooke is the one that invited them. Yes. I have to say, you know, I got to say another note. I appreciate you guys. You know, if you find a guest, you want to bring somebody on, just, uh, you know, holler at me or whatever and say, hey, I got this person or that person and I'll put him down on my calendar and we go from there. So just. Yeah, I appreciate your help. I, I really do. And if you got something you want to bring on, yeah, let please let you know, let me know. Good. And I can just kind of line them up so I know what's going on. So I don't like book somebody the same day. Right. Who's the who's the who's the person the following week? Huh? What that's that? Who's the next person? Who's the person on the, the following week? Uh and then the twenty uh twenty-third, uh Chucky Wright. We got Chucky Wright. I think a yeah. lot of people know Chucky. Yeah. Do you, so, you know that you know that Chucky was on our show um, yeah. way back right. in the day too? Early days. Really, the early days, back early. when he had like just a couple of hundred uh, subscribers. Just, he was just starting out in the sport, I believe. He has yeah. like almost sixty-five or seventy thousand subscribers already. He's really building up a big. Yeah. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh and then on the 30th we That's um we yeah, are yeah. possibly going to be chatting with Soaring the Sky and that'll be fun. So okay. Soaring the Sky on the 30th if if uh he still wants to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, make sure you give me the heads up and uh I'll mark him down. Awesome. So I, I, I guess, you know, Soaring the Sky is right here in the Super Chat. So, I mean, if you, you know, if you want to make it an official thing, you can say, yeah. yes, I will be there on the 30th. Um, yeah, I'm watching, please. I'm looking, I'm watching. I'm looking up. He didn't say, he, he's like, nah, I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> well, I think, okay, yeah, because that's the, that's the weekend of Torch, Torch Park, Torch Port flying. Is the um, 27th to the 30th. There's a lot of different uh, fly-ins that are going on. The big, the the easiest one that I know to check is going to 
uh, flyindirectory.com, and that goes to the PPG zone uh, fly-ins. But um, uh, Josh is actually, um, I, I sent him the, the, another list that I saw on, what was it? Was that our chat that, that I saw that list on? Yeah, I sent him that so we can update the fly-ins over on PPG yeah. zone. And if you guys don't know, go to ppgzone.com and it's like uh, a Facebook just for paramotor pilots. Uh, and you can also see on the interactive map all the different pilots that are around you. So, you know, if you don't know anyone around you, just sign up for PPG Zone and look on the map and you can see all the pilots around you that are yeah. on um, that are on PPG Zone. So it's yeah, pretty there was, cool. I, I found something on Facebook too, or was an invite for um, like fly-ins in Michigan, all the Michigan fly-ins. So I joined that and it actually showed all the fly-ins coming in and next month Howland and Howland, Michigan, which I went there last year, last year in June, when I was staying with my, at my sister's house, I was able to go there and uh, kind of hang out with everybody for the day at, at that flying in Holland. So Holland, Michigan, gotcha. not Holland, the country, Holland, Michigan. So yeah. Yeah. And I got to meet up with Doug Martin and yeah, it was fun. Oh, I didn't know that you got to meet up with Doug Martin. That's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, I finally got to meet him in person. I was just kind of on Facebook and I saw something he was going to be there. And my sis, my sis lives like 10 minutes away from there or whatever. So, you know, and I, it was funny because my sis and I were driving around, you know, shopping, or whatever. And I drive by the airport and I see the windsock. And I was like a little kid. I'm like, oh my God, we got to stop. We got to stop right now. There's a flying going on here. We got to see what's going on. And, Sure enough, and then I, I messaged Doug, and he goes, yeah, I'm going to be there or whatever. So I said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, you need to make sure you run over to Bad Apples and uh, hang Good. with us. But anyways, oh. I don't I don't want to take uh, uh, up any more time for uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. I know that you are probably weren't expected to be on here for so long, but I definitely appreciate you hanging out with us. All this information, you're going to be hanging out with us on at Bad Apples, and I cannot wait to to hang out with all my pair of peeps again. It's been way too long. Yeah. Well, thanks, Sean, for having me. I definitely appreciate it. So. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to seeing you all at uh, Bad Apples. Except for you, Linda, which you won't be there, but maybe I'll make it up to the fly-in uh, up in your area sometime, so. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And you're welcome, you know, and hang with us on the show every on Mondays. You feel like, you know, don't have nothing else to do? Just jump in the Zoom, you know? <laughs> you don't even have yeah. to ask. Just, you send the link and the, the, yeah, the guest thing, and if you want to come in, come on in. Yep, I, I opened it up to everyone on our guest chat, you know, about, yeah. uh, I think we have about 100 people there or so, and we ended up with, getting bigger. with you guys, that's, that's all I got today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, every, everyone else says that they're busy, they got water leaks, or they're flying, or girlfriend came home, or whatever, I totally understand. It's like, why listen to us when you can do something more fun, like fixing a water leak or something? Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Chris, thank you so much again. I appreciate Thanks, you. Buddy. Um, appreciate uh, tell, it. tell us how we can get up with you, uh, your Paraswag USA and and uh, all that fun stuff real quick. So paraswagusa.com, uh, if you're looking for any of that stuff, but really you need to hit Mark George up for that stuff. I, I know nothing. Um, 
my every everything that I have anything to do with is my dog is choking. So my Twitter, my Instagram, Facebook, all of that is my dog is choking. I think actually Facebook, I think is Chris Wheeler and it's Chris with a K. Um, YouTube is my dog is choking. So yeah, if you ever need to hit me up, it's Chris K R I S at my dog is choking.com. Awesome. And I did put all of your links down below. So if you want to just look down below in the description and all of his links that he gave me is there, including episode 31, the first time that he was on the show is down there too. So after this show, click that, listen to that. It's it's totally different. It's really neat going back a couple of years and listening to the first first season, the first year of the podcast, a little bit different oh than, than what we're doing now. Yeah. And don't forget, if you want to go to Columbia and want an epic flight with me, just uh, let me know. And I'd be happy to introduce you to the pilots down there and just have a good time. Awesome. I will. Um, what are you doing tomorrow, Chris? Are you are you busy all day? Do you have anything going on? I'll give you a call tomorrow. We can chat for a little bit unless you got a better um, day. No, good. Um, hit me up in the afternoons. Mornings are kind of busy for me uh, okay. this week. But yeah, hit me up in the afternoon. If okay. you yeah. definitely sounds good and um to get up with you just go to your facebook or your instagram or would be a good um, way of actually getting up with you for for people that don't know yeah your just number. just email me at chris at my dog is choking.com chris k-r-i-s so yeah yep. awesome all right uh great talking with you thank you very 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 much i uh, appreciate you you can always find me at ifly paramotors or uh, iFlyParamotors.com or PPGGrandpa.com. Uh, uh, Jim, he's up in Canada and he flies paramotors, so you can find him at CarePPG.com. But he also does a lot of printing and he helps us with the ParamotorCalendar.com, which you can see in the back there by his uh, prop. He has a calendar there. Yep, there it is. And he's the one that uh, prints them up. And we are going to be doing another thing soon where we are going to be getting or you're going to be uh, submitting all of your pictures, your paramotor pictures, or we'll be making another calendar to give away. Oh. And also, if you want to be on our show, all you have to do is uh, get up with Linda Anderson from ParamomUSA.com. It forwards over to her Facebook page. Just PM her and say you want to be on the show. Uh, we also have a show tomorrow, not us, but um, the uh, Paramotor get-together hangout uh, with uh, Shane, PPG Shane, and also Eric uh, Lear at Eric ppg lear lear.com and that's tomorrow at 7 p.m same as us and then on wednesday eric's wife jade has her own paramotor podcast so all female podcast at paramotorgirl.com girls just want to fly uh yeah she's even had a uh, uh an astronaut so i keep on telling linda you got to book an astronaut we can't have we can't have her outing us with an astronaut oh that's funny <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work on that one. So paramotorgirl.com. And then on Thursday, we have another podcast, which is paraglidingtalk.com with your host, Robert Michaels. And Robert Michaels is who night. to you? Every Thursday night. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. He is my crazy free flying son. Yes. So free you flight. However, so, everybody so he's a famous him. guy, and we got the famous guy's mom on the show. So yeah, yeah. I'm the yeah, I'm the famous guy's mom. <laughs> yeah. But you Couldn't can find you. you can Couldn't find me in you. the chat all week long because I hang out with everybody every night. I love it. Awesome. 
So I go am. to P-O-R-C-H-E-R to look at your wing fabric and how to take care of it. Yes, is that what it was? Yeah, Porcher. Yep. And, Company um, out of France. Yeah. Okay. And they are the ones that usually make all the wings. So get up with them. No, and, no, no. They don't no. make wings. They just make fabric. Just the fabric. Every, oh, okay. every wing manufacturer buys their fabric from either Porcher or Domenico or there's one place that I think is Da Vinci is the is the offset though. But generally Porcher probably has a good 70 to 80 percent of the market in, in wing fabric right now. Wow. So yeah. take care of it better than throwing in the washer and dryer like I've been doing. I, I would say if you throw it in the dryer and you end up with a wing, I'll be surprised. <laughs> no, I don't, guys. I don't. I never dropped it in any water. I've never caught fish with it either. But anyways, y'all have a great evening. Chris, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Jim, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Linda, love all you guys. You guys are wonderful, and we'll see you at Bad Apple soon. Thank you, Chatters. Thanks again, Chris. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, thank you. Bye, guys. Nighty-night.